Good morning to the rest of the world as well. You are listening to Word Vomit here on RadioIdawild.org. We are your hosts. I'm Nathan Desjarnet. My name is Puke. And Brian McWilliams with you. And of course, we're live in the studio, of course. Of course. Uh, of course. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Wednesday the 20th. Is it? It is. It I is. Believe. So I do of, believe uh, indubitably. As of today, officially, all states are, are at least open. partially open. At least partially. Partially. Are any states fully open yet? Uh, I don't know if Arizona what, what's ever fully, fully open. Closed. <laughs> yeah, right. but what is fully open? Is that like a is that a sexual term? Yeah. And maybe I don't know. Probably very very open and inviting these states. You could probably find anything on Urban Dictionary. They're groping, groping, open for groping. <laughs> Anyways, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> it's funny. Oh. Any any like. Footage that I see of these places that have opened up, like the bars and whatever, it's always like 20s to 30s something white people right. in the bars, all super close to each other, not really caring too much. I guess we should dive right into to local news. Yeah, yeah. There's casinos opening up too nearby. Oh. Yeah, as of uh, as of this Friday, Morongo and Spotlight 29 will be open. I don't know if that's such a good idea. Speaking but... of rich white people sitting all next to each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> giving their money to natives. I wonder if they're going to pull the Actually, same thing and you know put what? Uh, mannequins in I've been one of those rich white seat. people sitting in next to other rich white people. And they're it, every other, in between every other rich white person, is an actual native of that tribe pumping their own that's money true. right back into that machine. I think it's so, going to be a lot more uh, uh, poor and working class white people showing up to the casinos. Right. Trying to win big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't get yeah. my stimulus. And I was looking at uh, some and pictures. stimulated more. <laughs> some of the blackjack tables, how they have plexiglass like set up as a sneeze guard around the entire table. It's Everyone's like got masks bar. on. But at the same time, they're all sharing the same deck of car. Like, what, do they pass it under, like, a, a UV ray under the table or something? Yeah, that would be a good idea. I keep know? telling people, I keep saying, man, everybody needs one of those big UV scanners. Just pass everything underneath it. Your other friends' babies, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> just like, dude, you can't yep. enter until you go through this conveyor belt. Right. You know, UV tech was probably a stealth stock in all this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what? But that is that is a really good idea, and use like a you know UV sanitization process for well they've for been cards doing and it for dice years. and all that. They've been doing it for years. Not I've never seen a not at a casino anyway. No. Not at a casino. That's a dirty place. Right. <laughs> like seven white decks. I'm right. just saying if you if you guys have ever banked at uh, international banks or anything like that, and put any amount of money into anything. Oh yeah. They, yeah, everything, they've been doing it for like a dozen years. Right. Sanitizing the money. Yeah, everything gets UV scanned before it goes into their vault. Which is good. Everything. Because it's covered in poop. <laughs> more than like yeah, More than poop. <laughs> <laughs> your phone is 10 times dirtier than the money in your don't pocket. Don't you talk uh, about Yeah, my especially, phone that you know, way. people who take the phone hey. to the, to the bathroom oh, and, right. you know. You, don't you talk about my selfies. <laughs> don't, don't you take, don't you talk about my phone that way. Well, you know. I, My I, phone is clean <laughs> and no, no fecal coliform on the phone. Nope. Every day. Every day. Or color forms. Color forms? They're called <laughs> color, forms. color forms. Yeah. Suckle. It's like poop emoji color forms. Yeah. 
that, for that, those of you under a certain age, color forms <laughs> was basically like little thin plastic things, uh, almost like stickers that you could re-stick. They didn't have an adhesive on them. They would just like stick to this other little plastic surface that had like a, a background of some kind on them. I had Ninja Turtles color forms. I had Garfield color forms. You could make your own adventure. I had Silverhawks color forms. For uh, now, you're bragging. Silverhawks. now you're bragging. Now you're bragging. I am. I that, am. That's Look just at bragging. my stuff. Look at my stuff. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. What? Brag rights or? or no, my uh, color, color forms, forms, man. No. All right. Or, or dignity at this point. <laughs> I color <laughs> forms. Plenty <laughs> of dignity. All my, all my color form homies are... And they, they know what's up. They're, they know. They're pumping their fists right now. Like, yeah! Nate, Nate, Nate's looking at me like, don't you even talk about color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying out of this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, on a more serious <clears throat> note, you guys, we yeah. are worldwide looking at... Nate, what numbers are we looking at? By to, it, So, early this morning, I believe we have just breached 5 million? Yeah. So, we're up... Uh, over five million, depending on who you look at. I've My, seen some numbers less than. Say 5 you're looking million. at me. At the very least, four point nine. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, some numbers four, last night. Four was still nine, 4. Eight, 9. Yeah, four nine eight nine is what we're pretty much looking at, and that's of that's of late, uh, late last night. So, yeah, and that's confirmed cases. That's not deaths or anything yeah and so just to confirm that's yeah confirmed cases and then around five Those million people in hospital worldwide it's pretty much yeah the uh, hospital quarantine quarantine self-quarantined there's people uh, who tested positive basically right now known positive. i wonder if they you know have their systems in place where they're able to determine independent tests you know, how many people have been tested two or three times kind of thing. Right. I think that's probably going to be a pretty difficult thing for them to figure out. Yeah, especially, you know, with the amount of testing I that's don't, going on. I don't on. know that that would, what what kind of difference would that make? Um, seriously, if you've been tested once or or 14 times. Well, I mean, like we talked about last like... week, that White House aide that was tested every single day. Everybody in the White House Well, if you have contact every with, single day. If you have contact with the leader of the free world Right, sometimes multiple day. times a day. That's a lot of tests. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we get and... They're testing dead bodies. Right. And well, there's still people out there who haven't gotten tested. So this is the thing. They're a lot over, of half, over half of the populace. You know, you're talking about they're testing them every day. I wonder if that's included in uh, the Department of Defense, the CDC, like they're testing numbers that uh, I believe they boast. It is. Actually, it's I what? believe it is. Right. If it's the same person tested. They're just talking about 30 tests. times in the last month. Does so that here's count the deal. as 30 is different I, tests? Right? I, think that, I think that they're just talking about tests given. Right. Well, aside from tests in uh, Riverside County... So obviously we've lifted the uh, the mask rule and there's there's all sorts of stuff that's uh, I'm right. still wearing I'm that's still wearing oh, I'm yeah. gloving up man. everywhere yeah. I go man I, I everywhere I go and I recommend to, it honestly, for everybody man. exactly um, but until they tell me I it, it's a it's a law against wearing one so not cases right 
I want to talk. Uh, just give numbers real quick on hospitalizations in Riverside County. Now, this is people that obviously have tested positive. And this will blow your mind. That have been hospitalized because the case is so extreme. So on just this last Friday, 184 people hospitalized. On Monday, 186 people hospitalized. And yesterday, Tuesday, 195. So it's not necessarily slowing. It seems like it's slightly building. Yeah. So it makes me want, like, I thought the condition was that we had to at least be, like, plateaued. 15 days plateaued. Oh, yeah. Depends on how you look at the numbers, because... If you right. just look at raw new cases, then yes, we the numbers are, are going down. We, we are. are down. We have less new cases per day than we did two weeks ago. Right, but we knew this. We we knew. Well, anybody who was smart about it thought to themselves that we are going to have flare-ups. Yeah. But active cases are still on the rise. Right. right. Well, and our uh, our commander seems to think that this is uh, something to be proud of. So when we have a lot of cases, I don't look at that as a bad thing. I look at that as, in a certain respect, as being a good thing, because it means our testing is much better. So if we were testing a million people instead of 14 million people, we would have far fewer cases, right? So I view it as a badge of honor. Really, it's a badge of honor. So what? That's ridiculous. Okay. So... Does I mean, this guy I, know what badges are? I can kind of see the sentiment <laughs> of what he's trying to say. I understand, too. But you know, this is, but maybe it was a pretty poor analogy. There's nobody there to help <laughs> so, him remove his foot from his mouth before no, he goes to speak? No. They just they clean up after him. So basically, okay. Oh, so yes, the United That'd States be nice. has... Dude, we have put the a highest, diaper on him. We have the highest number of cases. Mouth. Yes, but when it comes down to testing per capita globally... We are the 16th. Worst. Okay. I was going to say worst. No, bad no, no we're worst. not 190 whatever. Yeah. I mean, bear, <laughs> bear numbers, we are. We have done more tests than any hey, other one country. Dude, hey, Belarus, more vodka, more, uh, more yeah. working in the fields, and, and more <laughs> sauna and disco. Right. But as in terms of testing, we are not number one in test. We're number one in the number of cases. But we're sixteen. Well, I mean, if in you, if you say testing. that again, then we, we can say then we're number one in the number of tests we've given because you're not counting cases per capita in that number one. See, now that's the sliding thing. That's the sliding in uh, the in the tests per one thousand people. The United States test per, is sixteenth. Yeah. Good job, Nate. This man is, a but even animal. <clears throat> now the flip side of that is when it comes to deaths, we're also. Even though we have... Are we a number one, too? Well, so comparatively, yes. But in terms of per capita, we are eighth. Okay, so imagine you're the snotty kid in the sandbox. Whose dad built the sandbox. Mm -hmm. And you feel totally like you own the sandbox and you're letting other kids play in it. How do you react to something like that? Uh... I don't know. I th- I think that they're just on. I think that they're just playing defense because everybody's going to be throwing numbers at them and saying, "Why aren't you doing more?" and this and this well, and that's that. That's what everyone's saying. And all they can do is, is like, deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah, right, and talk about right. what but, a great job they've done so far. No, no, no. See, here's what I'm saying: 
is that a real a real leader would be like he would eat his own you know right. and and be like yo I'm just as freaked out as you guys but check this out we doing everything we can you know what I mean up for I'd, I'd level with my people I'd be like dude hey y'all we we up for suggestions <laughs> no there's no no he's, no come on <laughs> he's never going to admit that no, he's he, ever wrong no or i know that, he's the snotty kid like in the sandbox that's my point that's why we're never going to get to the look what did he say about china or who was it that he's like well they've only pitched up so much after oh, the the world health organization and china doesn't give as yeah, much we as have we a do clip on that i think too that. even uh yeah i do have something on that on the world health organization he's talking about something a little different though um basically what he wants to do is consider permanently defunding it type of situation he was like i'll do up to as much as 40 percent, but i'm sick right, of because that's I'm, what china I'm, does i'm sick of doing 60 it's 40 now and it doesn't matter that like this is what the whole world needs at the moment um and seeing as we're just making money up well it's part of his whole america first thing well, he wants his name on everything dude. better yeah. say trump but yeah as we're getting that uh queued up i will say that uh you know, statistics, you can kind of, you can manipulate those as you want somewhat, or you can at least, you can give part of it, but not the other side, you know, that's it. You can use it to represent what you want you know, while you ignore you report on the, the other side of it. Yeah. So yeah. like, for example, I saw, I think it was in, um, uh, Coachella Valley independent that air traffic, uh, is now up 123%. Right. But if you... Compare that to the numbers from last year. It's only nine percent of what it was before. So on one hand, you can make it look like, oh, this is doing great, but on the other hand, it's like, no, this is still a catastrophe for the airline industry. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with you know with the testing numbers and with with so many other things. There's like you know one side, and it's been so politicized too. So you have one side that wants to use it for their argument they're going to use the numbers that back them up and then the other side is going to use the numbers that back them up and everybody's yep. ignoring yep. the numbers in the middle and that's i kind of think that that's what's happening with uh with trump and the whole world health organization too like he talks about how much more the united states spends compared to right. any other countries right right but that's because of like our our position in the world you know like if we're the leader of of everything then if we have nine tenths of everything right then we <laughs> should be putting more money in than anybody else right. but bam well i'll just play play what he says so we help fund the world health organization we use it like everyone else does they gave us a lot of very bad advice terrible advice they were wrong so much always on the side of china china paid 40 million dollars last year and we've been paying $450 million a year for many years. Somehow that doesn't work out too well. So I was thinking about bringing our 450 down to 40. And some people thought that was too much. So uh, we're going to make a decision fairly soon. Who thought that was too much? I, I think it's too much, personally. $40 million to the, to the World Health Organization? Well, you, you kind of know my view on minimalist government. I think we do far too much 
spending in foreign aid and right. I mean who oversees the World Health Organization besides the people giving them money. Well, here's the point. I know that you're there, not wouldn't, a there wouldn't there wouldn't be world health if we stopped. Well, of course there would. I mean, you have well, all, eventually, all but kinds of organizations who do stuff without uh, billions of dollars of governments giving them, you know, money. Okay, well, but the other side out. of it is yeah. if you don't have the governments funding that stuff, then you need to rely on people like Bill Gates, the independently wealthy people, to who go in there and fund this sort of stuff. And then you all complain about that, too. So, yeah. like... They have What's different agendas. Be? They have different agendas, and they will set you on the course. I'd rather. I think that a private citizen who's just trying to give away their billions has a better agenda than a government, for one. But well, but you're still buying somebody's. You're still buying somebody's. Come on, you're still buying somebody's oh, idealism. Yeah. You, their ideology. Right. Yeah, one way or the other. It's nothing. If is you're free. accepting money, if you're accepting money. In in name of somebody towards something, you are still taking on their ideology. Right. You have to do what you can to appease them. You know, it's the same in in the Senate. And you have to grease your palm. You have to that. grease yeah. your palm so that it's slippery for them. I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't want to backpedal too much, but I was watching a uh, speech uh, yesterday. It was the uh, executive order lifting the regulations that hold back businesses supposedly mm. uh, we don't know so the details everybody's of what's open. happening yet. well no this is more of uh the red tape so to say yeah they want to deregulate yes and so in this executive order speech he talks about testing a little bit he talks about uh well i'll, I'll play the testing part first i know we kind of talked about it already but he brings out some raw numbers and kind of sets the mood for what the rest of the speech is going to sound like. And the numbers are going down. The numbers that we have been talking but about for not. the last two months, they're actually going down. So it's really terrific. In our drive to crush the virus, the U.S. has completed nearly 12 million tests. And that test, that number today is almost 14 million. Nobody's close. Germany would be second with approximately 10 million There's less than us. And we also have the best tests. We also have the best tests. Oh, we have the best tests. You got to throw tests. that in there. Of, of course. These tests. Yeah, I, I had to leave that in the clip. Too. I was going to clip it right before that, and I was like, wait, what did he just... Oh, yeah. We oh, have yeah. the best <laughs> tests. And it gets better, too. We have the We've world's best tests. We've made a lot of tests. governors look very good. We've actually made all of the governors look very good. <laughs> we oh made the governors Lord. look very we good. We made the governors look really good. You really left good. it all up to the governors. <laughs> No, we he made, made them look good. He we made, made them look good personally. Didn't take we any made them sort of look good by <laughs> yeah. We made them look good by making them act on their own. Yeah, by <laughs> just leaving it all up to them. No federal guidelines on this at all. No, uh, yeah. Now my favorite. We have, we have the best. Right. Best game. everything. Tests. We have the best. The best sick people. And <laughs> we're the world's best. We also have the best military because yeah, oh, I guess oh, well, of one, course. one thing well, he brought up on this is he's going to use the military to distribute the vaccine. Oh, I'm so glad oh, this is coming up. This is insanity, everybody. <laughs> out, of, out of Trump's own mouth. Get, Get ready. Get ready. You probably heard logistically we have our military engaged. And as soon as we have whatever it is that we're going to have, whether it's therapeutic or vaccine, whatever it is, it will we're be going distributed to have. very rapidly. Our military it's is ready to go. They can deploy hundreds of thousands of men and women a day. 
And now what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing the vaccine, which we are geared up for even before we have it. But the chances <laughs> of us having it are extraordinary. You remember Willy Wonka? What? Yeah. There's a, there's a scene where there's the school teacher and he's like, all right, pencils down, everyone. I've now decided that the test that we normally have on Friday of what we learned during the week is going to take place on Tuesday before we've learned it. <laughs> and then it's, it's just completely backwards. Dude, uh, my f- a wacko. Oh, yeah. My favorite part about that section right there is they can deploy 100,000 people a day. And to what do they're getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what are they going to... And he's like, oh, and this is what... They're using it to... Testing's what they're going to be doing. Just going to fill a 50 cal with a bunch of syringes (laughs) and like... Testing... No, testing's what they're going to be doing. And they're going to be doing it so rapidly that we're 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 already geared up for it before we even have it. We are we are slinging the. the, It's like instead of M16s, they've all just got like giant syringes and like marching (laughs) and going out there. Could you imagine if Obama had said something like that? Nothing. Oh my god! No, we'd have locked them up. We'd have been like, "Oh my, you high? Gonna mobilize the military to do what?" A vaccine? What? You're going to shoot people with what? So I had posted that on on social media recently just to see if anybody who was like anti-vaccine and also pro-Trump. I saw that. I saw that. Because I know that it's two separate things. I didn't say a word. Just because you're pro-Trump doesn't mean that you're anti-vaccine. And just because you're anti-vaccine doesn't mean that you're pro-Trump. But there is like a Venn diagram of like... You know, where of things it flowing into things, and I was just wondering for where that intersects. If anybody had an opinion on Trump saying that he's going to mobilize the military to distribute a vaccine, it and it was it was crickets. insane. There was a lot of people who were like like uh, vaccine wary that had things to say and there was a lot of people who were just generally anti-trump who had you know of course not much to add but uh well check this out because everyone's just everyone is so just lamed out about it all now they've been oh yeah we're all desensitized they've been spray hey hey, for a different show and a different time they've been spraying stuff in the in so that's that's kind of what i'm saying too uh you know, not to get too uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, but like but if if chemtrail delivery is so, they have been right. If it works so well, then why don't they just put the vaccine in chemtrails and give it to us that way? The chemtrails are meant to slowly poison the mind, so they can use the harp mind control machine to make the people do whatever they want. Oh, oh shit! Well, can they throw they the vaccine in there too? For you, dude. I'm sorry. I got nothing to say because I was going to well jump, well. jump on board with I was going to jump on board with you. I was going to jump on board with you on that one, Brian. But Nate just sunk think... the ship. Like he was like, yeah. "This is why," and this is. But I don't Unless, necessarily I don't know. believe that. For some reason, it's just the the best way. You know, you either go all the way or like don't don't even touch the conspiracy well, the unless you're going to go all the way you know well, what no, i mean no you're right about that and here's <laughs> the deal they're going so far all the way this really is wagging the tail wagging the dog mm-hmm. um we are literally wrapped up in this covid thing there is something else going on they're like hey you guys look over here right because we shadowing some shit over here you know trump uh goes back to kind of talk about what he actually wants to do with his executive order. And we must continue to cut through every 
piece of red tape that stands in our way. And that's why this is such an exciting meeting, beyond being a cabinet meeting, which is always good. Because with millions of Americans forced out of work by the virus, it's more important than ever to remove burdens that destroy American jobs. In a few minutes, I will sign an executive order instructing federal agencies to use any and all authority to waive, suspend, and eliminate unnecessary regulations that impede economic recovery. What? And the we want to leave it that way. We're going to leave it that way. We're going to leave it that way. But so in other cases, we will. It's the same. They've been. They. This is part of like. He the, just said the that top he's giving that every. He's giving. Wait, Nate. They're trying to slash all regulations that they think will impede them on full recovery of economic. Right. So the same as even before the coronavirus thing happened, like they had already given permission for factories to like dump toxic waste into into like streams and drinking water and stuff. I know. This is what they're all about. Where's the EPA and all that? Oh, they're all greased palms. No, the head of the EPA is a guy who's filed multiple lawsuits against the EPA. <laughs> well, and that's that's even after Pruitt. Right, so he who, didn't even last that really long. Who really runs it, though? That's what I'm saying. I think it's uh, it's the same person that oversees the EPA that sees... He's got, like, four jobs. Yeah. Do you remember? We were talking about yeah. that. We talked about that. I forget yeah, that yeah. poor bastard's name. He's going to end up in a Jersey They're getting landfill. rid of Watchdogs Deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Deluxe. Trump talks about the cut factor, saying uh, the regulation. Uh, I'll let him do it in his words. He says it better. Oh, he has the, the best, best words. The best words. Regulations. We've done more regulation cutting than any president in history, whether they're there for four years, eight years, or in one case more. We've done more regulation cutting. I don't mean just in a year or two years. I mean in one case in more, more than eight years. years? Hang on. Here, We've cut what? far more hang regulations. On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop it for a second. Than any other. And we'll go back. Administration. Did he just say? And one case four years, more. eight years, and, and in one and case more. In one case more. more. So in other words, everything that Obama did. But Obama wasn't in for more than eight years. Well, that's the point. So in only one of them was something that wasn't Obama related. Unless he's talking about FDR, because he served more than more than eight years, right? No. Yeah, that's why, they, that's why they had term limits. I know, I know. I know he serves more than eight years, but... That's what it is, sounded like to me. Like, four years, eight years, and, and in one, one case, case more. Well, to me, it sounded like he was targeting Obama-era regulations. Oh, always. He's that's, targeting obama everything. That's the words that I heard when he said four to eight years ago. Okay. Play Let's it play one more time. Regulations. We've done more regulation cutting than any president in history, whether they're there for... Four years, eight years, or in one case more. Uh, yeah, I think we've Pugh's done right. more regulation cutting. I don't I mean just in right a year that. or two years. I mean, in the three and a half years that we've been here, we've cut far more regulations by a factor of a lot. <laughs> administration. What the fuck is a factor of a lot? Everybody, why get out there. Why do you even abacus. bother? Like, why? I, um, I have by to get an out. exponent of something. <laughs> I have to get out my abacus to find out what the fuck <laughs> okay, that equates to. A lot. Got it. All right. <laughs> it's less than a bunch. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> there's a gorilla in none. the corner like, oh. It's, oh, my God. Dude, okay. I, hey, I'm a Libra. Okay. I'm a Libra. I'm the scales. 
So, right. but that ain't fucking right, dude. That that measurement's off. Well, I mean, Trump knows it better than anybody. I'm directing agencies to review the hundreds of regulations we've already like he, suspended. Like he's a composer. In response to the virus, and make these suspensions permanent where possible. I'm also instructing agencies to use the emergency authorities to speed up regulation cuts or new rules that will create jobs and prosperity and get rid of unnecessary rules and regulations. We had cases where it would take 20 years to build a highway. You'd have to go through various agencies to get the same permit. I lived with it in the private sector, so I know it better than anybody. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Please. He lived with it. Right, because of the regulations no, that be, he no. has to do he's, to build one of his shitty uh, casinos no, exactly. is the same as a highway. He's comparing it to a, I had to live with it like it was a f- infection or something. Right, well, any regulation to him that stands in the way of his progress Forward, or whatever. Uh, hair progress. And I, I get kind of what he said. Like, there's part of it, you know. He's I, right. I okay. read a thing today about uh, that environmentalists are super stoked on the the salamander and like toad populations recovering because basically like their their migration patterns are inhibited by all the roads that we've put in because normally you know they're trying to go somewhere to mate and they just get squished Mm -hmm. but because fewer people are driving they're able to actually cross the road safely for the first time ever i made it possible they're like super stoked we're making it really easy on everybody the salamanders and toads but that's, I know that, like, you know, in, in Northern California, especially, like, around uh, what, UC Davis, yeah, I know we're going to be talking about them they're, later. They're right. Yeah, um, come on now. They, they spent millions on this bridge to go over. There over was like a, a creek a, that had sound. It was, sound yeah, it was a, a mating ground for amphibians. And they uh, they spent millions of dollars in taxpayer money to Why make sure not? that the road it's goes just around. Do- they're just doll hairs, dude. Well, you know, I can understand uh, both sides. Right. You know, I mean, does does my life improve because there's more salamanders? I mean, <laughs> not dude, necessarily. Hey, I mean, well, out. if the, the salamanders scheme, are eating the bugs outside, in the grand scheme of things, something's not getting done if those <clears throat> salamanders don't make it to where they've right. been going. Okay. I'm in favor of anything that's going to eat the mosquitoes. Right. Well, here's the thing. Whether it Bat does bucks. or doesn't, something's, right. <laughs> something's not getting done. You understand that, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's all the... Like, we're all a cog in the big old... Right. Well, and there's there's budgets that, that, that just have to be spent, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. is We're just fucking bored. If people are... Look, yeah, check this especially out. Especially now. If, we're, if we are spending millions of dollars instead of feeding the hungry... Uh, Building, building giant overpasses so a salamander gets to eat, lick ass, and eat worms or whatever right. it does. Right. Um, you know what? Because that's more important than the human lives that are at risk. Starving. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just no. Saying. I'm I'm right there with you. Something has gone massively wrong in that. So let's carry on with that. Yeah. Anyways, people. Not slap yourselves in the face and get right. get with it. But you know, if if a if certain you can, side had their way, do. there would there would be no Look, funding we can or help spend or a shit ton of money to not transients. squish a bunch of salamanders. I'm all for it, dude. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Let's not do that. There's one more uh, thing that I wanted to play from that speech that uh, Trump was doing. 
I'm going to say, bef- I don't, they're before not even you, speeches anymore. They're rants. Before you say that, and this is just because my ear can't help but hear this, whoever was in charge of the audio for that it does a terrible job. Yeah, Put, like, I at least that. gate it or something. Step in like, my office, yeah, you fired. You hear the crunching of the Every mic, little like, move the papers. Of the podium. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> terrible. Anyway, sorry, nerd shit. No, I swear to God, Trump probably puts a cuff mic on himself. Right. So this is uh, apparently the biggest news of the whole uh, speech. Acting OMB director, soon to be permanent director. Where's Russ? Did you hear what I said? Soon to be permanent director. Okay. He's appointing people, people like would say on the spot, like, on the fly. He's done a fantastic job, so congratulations. Well, we have to get him to approve, but we, we have to get him we'll to approve. But don't worry about that. Just prior to approval, right? So you're doing great. Thank you very much. So the funny thing about you mentioning that he hasn't even been approved yet that they right. have to approve right. him. He gave him the job and took it away well, in front of the. American he was public. he was supposed to have it before. Well, he was nominated to be the deputy director, and they vote. And so when they voted on this, this was in uh, 2018, yeah. it was a tie. Mike Pence had to break the tie to uh-huh. even get him to the deputy uh-huh. position. So who do you think's not? <laughs> who do you think's? Anyways. He's done a great job, though. But here's the deal. All Trump wanted was his name on that. So I've, I've, I'm giving, you know, it's, you know, congratulations. I, I just gave you that job. Right. Yeah, taking but, jobs but, away from so many other know, people. But you know what? It's not not really approved yet, so I'm pretty much full of shit. So <laughs> basically, so we're expecting the heroes package to get blocked, huh? Uh, it's it's a like, lot. It's a lot. Um, dude, he'd be waving his finger like Dikembe Mutombo, man. Oh, yeah. Like Mitch, nothing, Mitch my McConnell. House, my, Right, he's yeah, like he's all, it's, it's dead on the rival, you know. It's not coming. It's, it's gone. Not coming. But it's, I can understand. It. It's like it's it's like bartering, where you, th- right. you throw out the the big number first, and then they're like, no, this, and then you gotta you gotta talk it down. Oh yeah, I mean Missouri governor kind of called it how it is. He said, oh, there'll be a bigger bill uh, coming up after the recess. So the Heroes Act is what some twelve hundred pages or something like that. It sounds like he's saying there's going to be something grade. bigger that they're going to be able to stick more little hidden loopholes or whatever they want in there. You know yeah. what I mean? I swear to God, this <clears throat> sounds like second grade. Do you know? Okay, look, look, check this out. There's going to be more bills after recess. But everybody go take a nap first, <laughs> <clears throat> and then there's lunch, and then you all get to scream and then we're going to vote. Go home. I think it's pretty clear that none of them have any idea what we really need to do to fix things, to help the people that actually need to be helped without those who are going to take advantage to end up lining their pockets with taxpayer dollars without it going where it needs to be. That's what we've done and what we've been doing for ages. Come on. Right, but... And now, when it's come down to you'd okay, think, you'd think people everybody, would get their senses every about Every politician uses you, the small business owner as a, as, as a know, prop up. I as know, a, I as, know. I'm hey, totally this, behind the I'm, new business. I'm all about I'm, this. I'm so behind them. And now, I'm so behind them, I have them bent over. Now, exactly. Now they're showing their true colors and they care much less for the actual small business person. Well, they're, and they're they're all bent over. They're doing the same political bullshit that they always do, and it's the people that grease the wheels and line their pockets. 
Give me They're a rub and tug. And I'll... Oh, gee, we're going to shuffle the deck and you ended up at the top. How did that happen? Oh, well, here's your your millions of dollars. Here, here's your, yeah. Here's while your... everybody else is struggling. Well, a buddy of mine who's in the, the film industry, he worked, he's an independent contractor. He's a small business owner. He posted something today about some, I think it's like an Instagram influencer who got like $2 million or something from the stimulus anybody right and then is posting about how he bought like a rolls royce and a this and a that with it he's like i couldn't get a loan but this guy did this guy did this guy is a small business owner entrepreneur because he's an instagram influencer but me this that i built from the ground up i can't get a loan you know what? They, Maybe like, if his last name wasn't they Musavi. Used, they used to say harumph, 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 but now they just say tarump, tarump, tarump. Right? Yeah, whatever he wants. You know, guys, paid, paid. I'm, I'm looking at the Space Force the website right now. Greased. Ooh, the Space Force website. Oh, and my Lord. You guys know about this Space Force thing will seriously blow your there's, mind. There's, you know, on their website, a picture of the Earth. And you see the stars behind it and a satellite. That's not true. The look, Earth looks too round. Look at that. It's clearly CGI. Look at the stitched imaging. Look at the, the stars, <laughs> the satellite. What are they trying to, to say? It looks like... You know? No, it looks like, check us out. We are the coolest... Uh, they're, the, they're, they're the next... Uh, what is it? It's um, just the new NASA. No, I know. I know. <laughs> NASA meets Air Force. I like how they've got... So there's this little banner at the bottom that says COVID-19 coronavirus disease 2019. And they've got like the like the microbe of the virus. You know, it's the stock footage image that you see on every single website. Oh but God. it's like it's leveled up almost to where it's, it looks it's like in the same... It looks like it's part of the Earth itself almost. Like a slight growth yep. coming out of the Earth. It's uh, it's weird how they. It's how a very they put poorly designed website. It is horrible. Anyway, I bring up Space Force. Is Ooh. they just launched uh, a mystery plane? Super yeah. secret. Super, Super secret. secret launch. Super secret. So um, they might as well call it that. That's why they call it the SS, right? Super secret. No, it's the uh, I'm just what joking. is it? The X thirty seven B or something like that. Yeah, it's Boeing's X thirty seven. And it's their uh, their space Boeing, plane. What are you doing? Right. Well, I mean, oh, wait, Boeing they they depend on those military contracts. Well, and, no, that is that. that's how they survive. But I understand. But what are they? doing? But yeah, Cape Canaveral. So this was this was on the seventeenth. Uh, and this is from space dot com. Uh, the U.S. Space Force's mysterious X thirty seven B space plane successfully launched on its sixth mystery mission from florida t- on may 17th riding atop united launch alliance atlas v rocket or atlas 5 the clandestine craft blasted off from space launch complex 41 at cape canaveral air force station here at 9:14 a.m eastern daylight time so in now, everything wh- that i looked up none of them say, say a word about there's it. no purpose mm-hmm. behind it or anything but like that like 
Exactly. If it's SpaceX or anything, they're right. like, oh, they're doing this because of this. And, mm-hmm. oh, the, if you look out your window tonight, you're going to see they're launching a satellite right. from San Diego and right. blah, 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 blah. Right. This so is like 9,000 mm-hmm. calls. Yeah. Nobody says nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's number six. It's <clears> the <throat> sixth one that they've put out there. Well, this kind of coincides with uh, what, is, what does Trump say about the... Um, well, that we're number one in space. Number one in space now. Hey. We weren't before. Now, but right. we now, now. we are. Are, well, now, we definitely were. What do before. we have, Nate? What yeah. do we have? We just got a brand new. What is it? A the, super the duper? super duper missile. The super dupe. I think this is all in response. L- a lot to, of people think that's what's on it. When oh, Russia... the hypersonic Russian. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that uh, when I did the recap with Iran. Nobody and all was that. talking about that, and nobody's talking about these SpaceX missions mm-hmm. either. It's yep. like full blown Star Wars. Got one. Everybody's putting their slingshots yeah. up into space. So well. Let's see what Trump says about the Super Duper missile, and what what do you guys think? He's such a child! Is he putting the Super Duper missile in space? Is he going to have the big blowy thing blowing things up from the the space guy? It's until you get the triple dog dare missile. Don't piss him off. Incredible military equipment uh, at a level that nobody's ever seen before. We have no choice. We have to do it. We have no choice. With the adversaries we have out there. We have, uh, I call it the Super Duper missile. And I heard the other night, 17 times faster than what they have right now, than you take the fastest missile we have right now. Uh, you've heard Russia has five times, and China's working on five or six times. We have won 17 times. We had times, to super-dupe it up, and, so uh, now we got 17 just times faster. Go ahead. 17 times faster, if you can believe that, uh, General. That's something, right? It's super-duper. 17 times faster than what we have that? right now. Fastest General, in the world by 17, a 17 times. Three. 17 times? 17 so times. I just want to congratulate everybody and thank everybody. Uh, space is going to be, uh, it's going to be the future. The future, 17 times is the future. And so many other things. And already, from what I'm hearing and based on reports, we're now the leader in space. So we're doing something now we that are, based is such on a reports, monumental task. So it's been more than 72 years. The Air Force, I believe, was the last one. And so we have Air Force, and not since the Air Force has anything no, like this happened, thing. and now we have Space Force added this on. Is, this is all based on uh, his belief. With, uh, <laughs> with full honors, I must add. With full honors. Full honors. So Space there was like the, the flag unveiling and all that stuff the other day. Oh, yeah. Oh, they it's... made a big deal of that. Did you see that flag? <laughs> I did. Have you guys looked into any sort of the symbology of any of that? The symbology there? there is the symbology. <laughs> well, I know that the logo symbolism. I'm not I'm not very much of a Trekkie, but the Space Force logo is a direct ripoff of the yeah. Star Trek logo. Like like exact. Almost. Hey, Star Trek fans, go gotta, ahead and call in. Gotta get in. those votes. Yeah, call in. <laughs> right? Call in. And tell me if I'm wrong. Call in and let us know what you think. Our number is, uh, we don't got one. <laughs> right. 1-800-DON'T-BOTHER-ME. Don't bother me. But yeah, there's, uh, I wonder how this is going to play out go ahead and in put the that near right up your app. future. Because it's, uh, I don't know, as in terms of surveillance and weaponry and so, all yeah, that we stuff. Have to, we have to, and, and uh, of course, it's going to hit up on like, you know, pop culture because Netflix is dropping their uh, new movie, Space Force. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the trailer for it? Yeah, Steve yeah. Carell. You know yeah. what? 
I'm still gonna laugh. Space won't see us coming, or something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll still, play a little bit of the trailer. Like the, their camo jackets are like the surface of the moon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pockmarked. <laughs> it's like lunar camo. They're, they're b- lunar cavity. <laughs> you got your desert camo. You got your jungle camo. You got your lunar camo. <laughs> lunar camo. I want to welcome our newest four-star general, Mark Naird, formerly number two at the Air Force. Thank you. It has always been my dream to command a service branch. Our nation's internet runs through our vulnerable space satellites. POTUS wants complete space dominance. To that end, the president is creating a new branch, Space Force, (laughs) which Mark will run. What? This is a great adventure we are embarking on today. There will be setbacks, but greatness was never won without sacrifice. Oh, he is blowing it just like you thought. Yeah, it is a complete shit show. Oh, my dry cleaner. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they lost my dress wipes. Space should be a zone of wonder, not of conflict and death. This is a scientist who have loyalty to reason. It makes you a little untrustworthy. How much was that prototype? Four million? Middle schools. Cost as much as four new middle schools. <laughs> I wish they put that sort of oh, stuff my in perspective. Lord. See, right. now that is perfect. I wish somebody just did that. Uh, wow. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was pretty good. That four that, middle schools. <laughs> it cost four middle schools. What? It probably cost way less. Or way more, I'm sorry, than four middle schools. Four middle schools doesn't cost I guess that it depends on the size of the middle school. But yeah, yeah. What hey, the military what are, spends what are the, what are the, what are the children in those middle schools worth? Well, <laughs> of less than a missile. <laughs> For sure that's, less than a missile. A they, they blow a bunch of middle schools up all day long with oh, one of those things. And as, especially the government is showing us more and more how expendable they think that we all are. of us are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, so you guys get on out there and, uh, you know, demask. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll go out. And consume. Consume, and, uh, roll out, spend your money, you do know, that. Touch people. You do know, what you gotta just, do. Just don't come around here. I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, it it came up, the comparison, because they're like, oh, well, why wear a mask and what does that even do? And hmm. it uh, it got into... Keeps basically, poo off your face. Basically, con- condom terms, where it's like, okay, some people wear a condom because they don't want to get an STD. Some people have an STD, and they yeah. wear a condom because they don't want to transmit that to somebody else. Sometimes Tricky. two people know that they're clean, and they want to have consensual sex, so but that's nobody, fine. Yeah, but nobody wants to worry about And uh, some people just don't care either way. They're like, yeah. I'm chock full of AIDS, and I'm going to do whatever I want, and you can't make me wear rubber. Blech. Right. Gin- they got gingivita, gonorrhea, syphilitis. So it's like... You can't you can't just say that oh because you're wearing a mask you're afraid and because you're not yeah. wearing a mask you're not or you have it because you're wearing a mask you know none of that's gonna matter once you get the vaxi patch I mean you the just slap that man, bitch you know right what? on your okay. arm aren't they they do have a thing just like that they're working on it and I I really like this idea okay it's not a bad not idea. not because I am just chomping at the bit to get one myself you just like patches. I do. I had a cat named Patches when I was a kid. <laughs> Patches uh, O'Houlihan. Wasn't Patches he like, O'Houlihan. 
Wasn't he the uh, world's best uh, dodgeball player? That's true. Okay. But this thing, so first of all, when they when the discussion of the vaccine comes up, it's like, okay, well, we're going to need this many syringes. We're going to have to refrigerate all the doses. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have to this. We're going to have to that. There's like, there's a lot more behind it than just like, okay, we got a vaccine and it's ready to yeah. go. Now let's start hey, shooting people up with it. Hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. Does it, have the Trump, does it have the Trump label on it? Uh, I'm sure it will. Eventually. Once his military well, comes it's and slaps with it. <laughs> it's, hey! It's not going out until it's got the label on it. So there's uh, in in Davis, in Northern California, UC Davis, they are working on, basically it's a patch. So it's not a syringe. It's not, it's it's not, not anything a chip. It's not crazy. A you don't have to have somebody administer it to you. It's something that like, if you want one, it can come to you in the mail. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. It doesn't require needles and syringes and all this other stuff. Nobody has to administer it to you. With a comb over. You can slap it on. If you're worried about, you know, there's going to be a, a chip or a tracking device or a Bill Gates 666 something in your in your vaccine. That's something you subscribe to before. There's no way to inject that, yeah. it into you. Right. And the best because part, it's a patch. You if can, the patch is a tracking device, just peel that fucker off and right. throw it away. And you can do it social distantly. You don't have to get up close. You just slingshot no. the patch, just right, right on you know the back, or the like target area, the butt cheek. You just open it up and slap it on, yeah, dude, and whatever. It's like a nicotine. Please patch. don't come in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it will show up in the mail. But I think that that's like. If it if it's in patch form, I think that that's going to be a lot more universally accepted by people than like you Rectal. have to line up and get a <laughs> shot. Nobody likes shots, right? Except for a little, uh, little, little, little brittle, little, little brittle, little, little what? Little, little John, little John. There I'm you gonna, go. I'm gonna lose my street cred. Uh oh. Do not lose your street cred. Let's go. Everybody is on. Let's go. Shots, shots. Everybody. So you think that's what uh, Trump plays? It is. Uh, it. it uh, <laughs> where, where's He's, his little island? Was it? Well, no, Bill, Bill Gates is behind the scenes, you know, talking crap on Trump. <laughs> but then, you know, behind the curtain, they're shaking hands and tipping wine to each Bill other. Bill Gates with a Absolutely. big old gold chain. <laughs> yeah. Oh your, my gosh. Your shots, military shots, is going to be slapping my yeah. vaccine. Oh, lap, 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 these nuts. <laughs> Slapping on your mama's forehead. Lap, 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 lap. Big up, John Huddleston. <laughs> no yeah. truer words have been spoken. <laughs> but yeah, the patch. I think the patch is a good way to go. I think the patch is going to... You know what? If they're able to do that, I think that's going to win people over. Just my, yeah. just my opinion. Because, well, I mean, even... You, you know, nicotine patch, birth control patch. Well, you already yeah. got people on patches. They're, they're already talking about like a subdermal injection, so I guess a patch would be something similar. Right. Well, Doesn't I guess you just hit people up for whatever right. they're they're into. I guess you want a you want an injection, you want a patch, you right. want a pat, you want a and you can just put it on yourself. GMO you want, food. You want a bong rip full of it? There you go. Just stuff the patch <laughs> in a bong. GMO vaccine weed. Why not? There you go. Weed consumption's up. It might Squeed. as well. Yeah. Just just put it in there. Oh, it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinkle it. Yeah. It's yeah. called COVID. 
COVID. And you can do a four in one. I can do tuberculosis at the same time. Mm. Four in one. <laughs> oh yeah. my lord! You can get your yeah. whooping cough, your TB. Yeah. Yeah. Don't right. forget scabies. Right? Just sprinkle it on the bowl. Be <laughs> <laughs> like cocoa puffs. Sprinkle it on the bowl. But it's vaxi puffs. <laughs> vaxi poof. Oh, vaxi poofs. Just, just stick it in the blunt, roll it up. You'll be good. Give me my cheesy poofs. What else we got? Oh, there's so many things. Oh, well, hold on a second, guys. What's up? Oh, you got to get your notes. Notes. I, I got told we need notes. So, uh, Russia hotspot, uh-huh. by the way, just so you know, because uh, I've been preaching it the whole time, more disco, but turns out too much disco leads to COVID hotspots. So, yeah, uh, Russia's number two, right? You remember yeah. when I said uh, Russian lady has good timing? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so not so much with this one. Right. Yeah, not so much timing, good. Uh, another thing, uh, Rwandan genocide suspect captured after decades on the run. Yeah, I saw that one. That was uh, mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Um, maybe, n- maybe a quarter million people or something like that's family yeah. will mm-hmm. uh, finally get some some justice. Some, ju- I don't know. We'll yeah, see. not quite justice. I not don't the know justice what they want to see. Yeah, and. Uh, on just a real quick travel tip, uh, UE's um, uh, internal market commissioner uh, was quoted as saying, "His name is uh, Terry Breton." Terry Bradshaw. Breton, and uh, his his um, his thing was he was uh, quoted as saying that uh, we all need a break, like practically pulling his hair out. Mm. Uh, so. Uh, and he was talking about travel. So they're opening up uh, plane flights and okay. all sorts of stuff. They're opening up. So for up... all you food bloggers out there. Yeah, go uh, ahead and jump yeah. on a plane and <laughs> now okay. get sicker quicker. So speaking of international travel, what I think is going to end up happening in relation to this whole COVID thing is like, so certain countries that are used to not like America where we always like, oh, my freedoms. Right, didn't China just do something? Yeah, other places where people are like, oh, okay, fair enough. So what were you... So they're going to make a, a vaccine mandatory for all of their citizens, and they're going to make it mandatory for whoever wants to visit their country. But then there's going to be the other countries that decide to not even go that route, and they're just going to be like, well, we're going to ban flights, or we're going to ban visitors from, from America. Certain areas. <laughs> certain areas. Well, America's got the highest number of cases, so why... Why wouldn't they? Like, Europe is already opening up travel to other Europeans. Right. To be able to go and visit beaches and sure. and do all that stuff. But there's Why restrictions sure, on, on different places, you know, depending on where you're coming from and right. all that. Similar to different states and counties out here. Right. Sure. Only there was, I, um, I can see that, like, depending on hot spots and stuff, but it's got to be ever-changing, you'd think. You would think so. I I know that some people are going to, I don't know. I just imagine there being a ban on Americans, like an, an American travel ban for certain countries. And you honestly, know, I think we kind of deserve it. 
Well, if the U.S. if the U.S. Does, we are the worst people. <laughs> if the U.S. tries to do a mandatory vaccine, it would be all-out civil war. I mean, people would oh, yeah, die, and not from the vaccine. You know what I mean? There's no way that did the United say, States is going to do a mandatory vaccine. Did you say United States travel ban? Right. Well, I mean, it I would think be... we should start a United States travel ban. <laughs> it would be other countries that are like, oh, well, the U.S. has the highest number of cases out of anywhere in the world. Like. How? Why should we trust that with, you're going to come in here Trump and not have it? With Trump at the forefront, he wants us to be. We got to be first in everything. It doesn't matter if it's horrible or not. Right. Well, there was a there was a thing that I saw on uh, on Vice actually on Monday. Um, one of their reporters, they had been in France for a few months, and then they uh, they live in Hong Kong, so they were trying to fly back to Hong Tra- Kong, travel back. Right. They have family there. Was there. A, Wasn't uh, I? Weren't. Yeah, didn't yeah, I they see, were didn't so I basically see something or read something that they have family back there, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's where they live, so so it's just trying to get back home, basically. But Hong Kong, <coughs> actually, the way that they've been handling their cases, they have way fewer than so mm. many other countries in the world because they've been super, super strict, strict about, about it. About everything, coming, goings, everything. Right, and for everybody who thinks that like we have some sort of fascism or right, something right. going on in America. Try you going there. see what's going on in other countries. I think we have a clip of, uh, of that segment from Vice. Yeah, I'll play it up. Hong Kong has been lauded for its response to COVID-19. It closed its schools and borders early on, and pretty much everyone has been wearing masks voluntarily since January, all while avoiding an actual lockdown. Until last week, the city even went 23 days without a single case where the patient caught the virus locally. With most cases coming from abroad, the government has implemented strict protocols to keep the virus out. I just experienced some of these measures firsthand when I came home after spending two and a half months in Europe. When I landed at the airport, I had to go through a long, meticulous process. I had to get a tracking bracelet, yeah, this is definitely Vice, the dramatic music in the yeah. background. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic marimbas. <laughs> I had to download an app. Someone called my phone number to make sure it worked. And I also had to collect my own saliva sample, which was then tested for the virus. I then waited at a giant hall at a convention center near the airport for seven hours until they called my time. Seven hours. But thankfully, I tested negative, which meant that I was free to go home where I now have to do a two-week quarantine. Go home if and the government finds out that I left my apartment, I am liable to a $3,200 fine and six months in jail. And four days before I'm a free woman, I have to do another self-test just to make sure that I'm really not infected. I'm happy to go through the process. It's a fair trade for the peace of mind that I won't be the one to cause a citywide outbreak. $3,200 Right now, Hong Kong is only allowing residents to come in. She's got a track. But not everyone gets treated the same. If you come from one of five countries, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, Nepal, or South Africa, the process is a lot more intense. I spoke to a family who arrived home from South Africa just hours after I landed. They tested negative, but instead of being able to go home like I did, they were taken straight to a government quarantine camp. It's disgusting, filthy everywhere. And our children are asking us constantly, why are we here? When are we going home? What have we done wrong? I don't know how to answer those questions. South Africa was Africa's epicenter, but it's done a pretty good job at keeping the virus in check. 
Their confirmed cases and deaths are a fraction of those in France, where I traveled from, and many other countries across Europe and the Americas that Less don't face these extra measures. From. I don't really want to them. call out the country for what I think it looks like, but it, it, it's pretty obvious that these five countries, actually the science doesn't match the decision. And this seems rather racist to me. The Hong Kong government denies that its policies are racist. It told me in an email that the quarantine arrangement targets the risk of infection, but not the ethnicity of the returnees. But the Horsefields don't buy that. They filed a case against Hong Kong's chief executive and the director of health. They'll find out whether they have to stay in government quarantine on Wednesday, when the city's highest court will rule on the case. We don't want to breach quarantine. You know, we want to self-quarantine just like you. So I think that's the most important thing and, you know, for the sake of the health of our children and our family. Now, first of all, I will say that it's super ironic to hear a white South African accuse somebody of racism. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. the that, Well, you know. It depends on, I guess, how you look at the situation in South Africa right now. It's a weird because they right mention now, right, right now, but in this they mention for some reason Hong Kong had restrictions against South Africa, but then it was like India and Bangladesh and like all these other places like grouped right, you know, India and Pakistan and everything right around it, and then South Africa. It's really weird, and I guess it it's probably has to do something with the politics of Hong Kong, but I'm not. Right. Well enough. Versed you know, in any exactly. of that bullshit. But, okay. So to get into the country, she had <laughs> to... It's not just, like, swab you and take your temperature. Right, right. She had to have a tracking device on. Yep. She had to download, download an app. And basically the way that the app works is it's a... Uh, we talked no, about stop. it last... <laughs> we talked about it last week. The app sort of works as a... It's a it's a contract tracing thing. So anybody, you're clean. You register as somebody who's tested negative. Anybody else who's registered as positive is going to come up in this, you know, you can see them on a map. If you come in contact with them, it's going to pop up on your app or whatever. This right. is the kind of app that they have to download. And then she waited seven hours just to be results. seen. Well, got the result even after the results. Seven hours to be seen by somebody, do the interview process, you know, the way that you normally would in customs if you're coming in from sure. a foreign country or whatever. Going, but coming. she's a national. She's a Hong Kong national just trying to come home. home. Normally, like international travel, if you're if, if you're, you're a national, national coming you in, come you, right got, in. you got the fast pass. Yeah, you go right in. <laughs> But it's everybody else that has to stand in line and answer the tough questions and prove their bank account and all that stuff. They're like, hey, even if you are from here, we don't want you back. And right. if you're all. So, and you heard her. She said that Hong Kong hasn't had a single case, a single new 20, case what is in it? 27 days. 27. 27 days. Like, that's unheard of, but. They have these crazy, what we would call draconian restrictions. I get it. It's insane. But, (sighs) and I think this is, this is what's going to happen with international travel. It's not, it's going to be Hong Kong. It's going to be all these other places. They're going to be like, we've got this locked down. Right. What's wrong with you? 
why can't you? They're going to look at us like we're filthier than normal. <laughs> Everybody we turn, already we thinks that we're filthy dogs hobbies. that we are. Yeah. We turn out the dirty dogs that we are. That's and that's just the way. It's it. crazy. But yeah, their their cases are down and that's that's obviously how they do it and it's it's not anything that anybody over here would, is, you, would ever agree uh, would, to. Would either right? of you would either of you just I mean would either of you surrender to that? What do you mean surrender to it? I mean like would would you buy into the whole I'm interested Draconian in the app. style thing. Oh, You're interested in the app. Okay. I'm not sure how that would work. Uh and I don't think well, I don't we know. We don't have time to I think, we don't have I think time if you disguised wonder. it, you know how like like the, the the Russians had that um that Facebook game or whatever. It was like you could do like the old person filter on your face or whatever, but it was really like when you click the yes and the terms of service agreement for the app. Yeah, they could like that you're thing. agreeing to you're what? really giving your information. Yeah, they to... could look at your photos. <laughs> they could tap into your camera, your microphone. They yeah. can, you know. So they they basically mined a bunch of information from Americans through Facebook and learned all of our likes and mm -hmm. all of that stuff and our propensity towards different, you know, uh, our political sides. Yeah, and we have all a penchant for this or that. And they were able to use that and and hit us with their disinformation campaign. The algorithms. And, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do right, then. They've been doing the homework. So it's like, if you disguise the contact tracing app as like a fun game that you can play on social you, media hey, or something you know, people hey, won't even realize hey minecraft how do you know we haven't been playing it for ages yeah too? combine it with like mm -hmm. pokemon go or something how do you know we haven't been playing it for ages our, our children haven't been playing it for well, ages life is all just a simulation b oh speaking speaking of simulation you try and tell that to my 18 just about to be 18 year old daughter ali big happy ups, birthday ali soon to be birthday Happy birthday we love you, from sweetie. Uncle Puke. We love you. Daddy loves you. Happy birthday. Happy 18th birthday. In this time of... Yeah, we want to hear from you, by the way. We'll have you on the show. You tell us what turning 18 uh, in this world of COVIDity is like. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. From a different point of view. There you go. Uh, bright young lady. Anyways, a, that's a shout out, Allie. Gen and Z, then invite. Right? Yeah, she's Gen Z. And that's a shout out to my my Jesus. lovely daughter, my princess yeah. Alexandra Ainsley Wright McWilliams, and uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you you know, you try spelling it. I, I can Anyways, spell all the whole world knows now. I can't say it all together. You're invited once. onto the show. Please come tell us what it's like. Eighteen years old. It's a world of covidity. Love you, baby. Is she working? She. She's, uh, she, today, actually, today, she finished high school. Oh, well, there you so, go. So, like, officially, like, all she has to do is turn in her books. Yeah, aren't they doing uh, drive through graduation now? Yeah, something like I that. I mean, what, would they, yeah, like, like get out of the what car and, you know, like, like... Like, virtual graduation. They have cameras set up, they record it, you pull up in the car, at least this is what, what? they're doing at uh, Timmet. They're pulling virtual, up in the car like, and they an get avatar out. Or like, no, no, you, you no, just no, pull, no, up, you pull in, up in your car, it's... you get out, and they, like, you, they have like your stuff through. like sitting there, and the person's over there, and you take your stuff, and they film it, you know? 
and then like get back in the car and drive back. Street dog from Der Wiener Schnitzel. Right? right. Only they're right. handing it to but you with a pair of like those grabber things. Right. Left. Der but it's not the Der Diploma. <laughs> it's Der Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. Segways are a thing, and here's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> right. Uh. Did you guys hear about the uh, the hero pay reversal? Oh, yeah. The day before, they actually... So, okay. So hero pay is a term that they've been using for uh, essential workers that work at, like, you know, basically Home Depot, CVS, whatever. <clears throat> Places that have been open. Places that you need to go. Yeah, and they've been they've been giving extra money. So like Starbucks employees were getting like an extra three dollars an hour. Um, you have you to know, be sure. Other... About... Okay. Go oh on. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because well, Starbucks because they're, is they're putting themselves no, and well, just because you put yourself in harm's way, I don't get three extra bucks an hour. I understand that. But you know, you weren't uh, you weren't I'm part not of the government. Lattes. Uh... I'm not serving lattes. Exactly. I mean, that's that's way more important. I don't do a uh, cafe mochaccino caramel <laughs> triple. It's the grande. people that are giving coffees to the people mm-hmm. swinging hammers. They're the real heroes out there. But anyway, they've been they've been getting the uh, the hero pay, and apparently that's all stopping very soon. Amazon was paying their workers an extra two dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could see that. The, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, the people out there are putting themselves more at risk. Way. I get it. No, I totally get it. They're not and heroes I think everybody anymore. should be paid what they're... No, for sure. I, I think everybody should be paid appropriately. So since I don't think they're doing the same thing for healthcare workers <laughs> and, and all that. I doubt hospitals are doing that. But Do, Okay, so if, there, if Starbucks gets it, does the donut <laughs> shop... Does the Korean donut shop get it? It all depends on what they want to do with their employees or whatever. It's it's up to each business. Well, okay. how I mean, do you do? Bezos is about to be a trillionaire. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Because online out. shopping has gone through oh, the yeah. roof. Imagine yeah, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. But yeah, basically, you know, they there's there's people out there that are employed that have been getting extra money. Just for basically hazard pay, right? Oh, but they, I think they should. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. But no. apparently, that's all now that things are kind of easing up. Uh, a lot of these corporations are like, you know what, we're gonna get rid of that. And a lot well, of these corporations well, he, actually got bailout money or whatever right. hell you want to consider don't get, it. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me wrong. Pay worker payroll the, thing. The average, they should be using that to give extra money to their employees and take absolutely. care of them. Absolutely. They should save that money for the smaller employees and use their own surplus to do that. But right, they won't because it's there and, and it's available like, to them, so they will take it. Kroger, they got a lot of flack. They yeah. own like Ralph's and Food for Less and all that right. stuff. They had ended their hero pay, or they said that they were going to, but because of the big public backlash, basically right. they decided to uh, reverse that. Okay. So they're one of the companies that's going to continue with Maybe it. they'll lead the way for others to follow. There, there's there been a couple others that have been, that have been following also. But, uh, yeah, as, as B mentioned earlier, uh, the current administration has decided to uh, end the deployment of uh, 40,000 members of the National Guard 
And what Trump wants to do is end their deployment, <clears throat> like, like hard. It's it's there's no no overlap. It's a like, cold there's turkey. A, there's a date. It ends, and that date is. And they, not, they all fly not, off at the paid. exact same time on forty planes. That. Yeah. So the the interesting thing about that is you're with get, it, you're not getting paid after that date. With it ending uh, June twenty fourth, that means that uh, since they were deployed. But that's only 89 days of duty credit. So oh, they're uh, not. Oh. Yeah. If they get to 90, then that's when the GI Bill benefits in. are supposed to what kick in. So instead, dick. they're ending it at 89 what days. A dick. So they don't get their GI Bill benefits. He, mm. he yanks them 89 days in. Now, that's what he wants to do. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Just Hopefully even a bunch of people saying are gonna... that, just even coming right. out and oh, saying yeah. that, yeah. you you just lost the people who work for you. Those guys. Oh no, the... he could stand on the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any voters. Like it's it's not uh, gonna matter. It's not for... gonna matter. It's uh, like everything else. It's yeah. not gonna matter. But yeah, that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to pull it at eighty nine days. And that's that's just not what they said a outright. But that's... he's like, do we save money? I think I like right. it. I like it. I, know, I like it a lot. But these are the same people that, like we were talking about before, the same people that he wants to deploy to administer the vaccine. <laughs> we can deploy 150,000 of them a day. Yeah. What did he say? 100,000 a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But only for 89 days. He doesn't even know what they're doing. <laughs> Neither do they. They're, we, they're, they got de- the slingshots with but, the vaccine patch. They're shooting the vaccine patch Dennis at the Menace out there. <laughs> we, can deploy, we can deploy 100,000 100, of them a day. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Deploy. It sounds like a, deploying something is like, that sounds hard. Like, I mean, I, that's not I the right nomenclature for what he's speaking about. I guess it's to make it sound like, like I'm doing so much because everybody's saying you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Right. So I guess in Man, his mind, somebody's like, got, dude, I'd be I've a better speech coach. And we're going to do this. People are like, oh, he's doing something. But that I would be a better no. speech coach than then whoever the he doesn't who have the sp- fuck is yeah. his guy? I wish he had a Twitter speech coach. Dude, somebody needs awesome. to break his fingers. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, not I don't necessarily know that's legal. You can't say that. His his <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, his you, Twitter. I guess you can. Freedom of speech. It's not threatening the president's life. No. Is it freedom of speech to say that you want to break? Not, no, no. Well, right, he didn't I say he wanted to. Can't tweet. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that stop you could tweeting. Use speech to text. Tweet. I wish his Twitter was okay. Look, I he wish just his... has to hit that little microphone button with his, his nose. Nose, nose boop it. Hey, uh, he just needs his Twitter broke. Hold it between his knees. Okay, just... Google. <laughs> he uses iPhone. Come on. Yeah, come on. It, He's actually, not an Android guy. And he changed serious to Siri to seriously, Siri to seriously, and seriously, seriously, so, seriously. Uh, find me this. <laughs> are we? Uh, I don't know. Are we basically like cleared up on the uh, COVID sure. Trump stuff? I oh think wait. So. Oh, Senate. Two more weeks guy. until any new stimulus bills even put up on the chopping block. So we might as well, okay, let's hit this now. Uh, <laughs> all right. So George Stephanopoulos on ABC, 
Good old Georgie. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw I, any I of this. Yeah, I saw a little bit. But he was talking to uh, to this guy, uh, Peter Navarro. And we've talked about him previously on the show. He's he's one of the main advisors to, to Trump and the White House. Uh, he was brought in for trade and all sorts of stuff, but now he's he's wearing multiple hats. And it's a it's a really <sighs> long clip, but it uh, it it taps into basically a few things we've already talked about and a couple other important things on the same subject. And I think if we just knock this out really quick, uh, then we'll be able to get on to to other things. But we'll probably have to like play it a little bit and then stop it and kind of dish on it, girlfriend. And then play a little bit some it was, more. It was know. a tale of two Saturdays. As the number of COVID cases in the U.S. closed in on 1.5 million, the death toll topped 88,000, and most states took tentative steps to reopen. President Trump was out of sight at Camp David, but not out of mind. Dispatching dozens of messages to followers of his Twitter feed, continuing a stream of attacks on his predecessor, at least 160 tweets since last Sunday, that Trump boils down to a single word, Obamagate. Earlier this week, Obama tweeted out a one-word response of his own. Fuck off. Vote. <laughs> but on Saturday, the former president made a rare public appearance. In two virtual commencement addresses, he delivered a pointed critique of how the Trump administration has handled the coronavirus crisis. More than anything, this pandemic has fully, finally torn back the curtain on the idea that so many of the folks in charge know what they're doing. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. And we begin with a response this morning from one of the president's top advisors, President Trump's top advisors during this crisis, Peter Navarro. Mr. Navarro, thank you for joining us this morning. You know, President Obama continued this in his second commencement address last night, suggesting that things are screwed up because people in charge are taking the easy way out. Your response? Well, I'm glad... Uh... Mr. Obama has a new job as Joe Biden's press secretary. I note for the record that in his uh, speech uh, that I read, uh, there was uh, no, no mention of manufacturing, no mention of China. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, his administration was a kumbaya of incompetence in which we saw millions of manufacturing jobs go off to China. Uh, his new normal was uh, a flat line in terms of wage growth. And I'm happy to report that this president, Donald J. Trump, in three and a half years, built the most beautiful economy in modern history. And the Chinese did take that down in about 30 days, but we are in the process right now of rebuilding that. And this president, Donald J. Trump, is the one who has the skills to do so. Because Pause you know what, George, what we're going to do... It's a kumbaya of incompetence. Kumbaya of incompetence. So, uh... He's about he's about to drop some weird China conspiracy thing, but I figured we would like because uh, I know that you have certain opinions, Nathan, about the the Obama kumbaya. <laughs> I saw you kind of like nodding, like he's uh, not wrong. Well, the wording I don't think it would have been the wording I would have used, but uh, I don't know I don't. The Obama administration is equally as bad as the Trump administration, in my opinion. I think they were both horrendous, and the Bush administration and Clinton administration. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you have a favorite. No. 
It's definitely not for my lifetime. What it really is, it rolls all the way back to, uh, it, it's, it rolls all the way back. The last, last good one was Dwight. <laughs> the, I like Ike. But yeah, uh, so basically he's, uh, he's trying to insist that, that Trump was the one that saved the economy even though it was already on and yeah, up, it was, or, it, it, yeah, what the all the I mean, they did a, definitely a lot to boost it even more, especially when they slash environmental regulations right. and allow people he to takes, grossly do, pollute. He takes and, the he he cuts everybody's cash as soon as they start doing anything to start yeah. saying anything. No, when when he came in, people knew okay, he's gonna gut all these other Every, everybody's all these watchdog organizations. Everybody's just been putting limits on these, That's and it's pretty much why he won. Exactly, and it's gonna be you know yeah. big business. So he's got to he's got to win stacks. his reelection. Woo-hoo. So he's like, you know what? It's, I can permanently cut all these regulations, and all the people who voted for me because science. I was gonna do that, they're right. gonna vote for me again because I'll do it again. Now, so admittedly, I made your money slashing, once, I'm making money again. Their slashing of regulations did bump up the economy even more. Fuck yeah, because fuck yeah, did. When you when you take the handcuffs of uh, handcuffs off of somebody, they can use their arms a lot better. You know what I mean? But uh, whether they're doing it responsibly or not is another question. And uh, speaking of responsibly, I. It's something when uh, when a, an administration official starts spouting out certain conspiracies like this guy is about to say right now. What we're going to do is we're going to go back to the future here. Buy American, deregulate, and innovate. What you do s- I mean by that? Bring the jobs home, make it here. You say the Chinese took down the American economy, so you're saying they deliberately unleashed the COVID virus on the United States. Do you have any evidence for that? I did not say they deliberately did it, but their China virus, let's go over the facts here, correct me if I'm wrong, the virus was spawned in Wuhan province, patient zero was in November. The Chinese, behind the shield of the World Health Organization, for two months hid the virus from the world and then sent hundreds of thousands of Chinese on aircraft to Milan, New York, and around the world to seed that. They could have kept it in Wuhan instead it became a pandemic. So that's why I say the Chinese did that to Americans and they are responsible. Uh, okay. Wow. So they didn't hide the virus. That's wrong. Did they fudge their numbers? Probably. Of course they did. But virus was not hidden. Virus was making headlines all around the world. world. Virus was sharing headlines with Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash months and months Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was not hidden. China didn't hide anything w- with the shield of the World Health Organization. Can they fudged I mean, their numbers. A little bit in the beginning, there was denial, which... Maybe was just not looking at the facts or not seeing what it is. Just like, oh, no, there is not person to person transmission until there were like whistleblower blocked who said, hey, there's person to person transmission. That right. There said was whistleblower a person to person transmission until there was. And that's just like saying yeah. I'm, the, I'm the nicest person were, you'd ever want to meet until I'm not. Were they deliberately trying I, to uh, hide person to person transmission? Yeah. Like we they did the same thing with their whistleblowers that we're currently doing with ours. Like, of course. And I I have to admit that I think if Trump 
could fudge the numbers in his favor, he absolutely would. I, I don't think so. I think this is actually working in his favor, having like, oh, look at all the testing we're doing. Look at these huge numbers. Look at like we did it the best. The it's biggest. only one side of the statistic, though, like we of were course. talking about earlier. He wants to say we're that 16th oh, in testing. Well, uh, per capita per or capita. Raw number. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's. You know, it's it's a varying slope, you know, a yin-yang kind of thing. It's it's hard to differentiate between exactly what is happening versus, you know, what the skewed data wants you to say. Like, right. for example, uh, a lot of people are throwing out that, oh, it's a 99% survival rate because the death rate is less than 1% in the U.S. That's not even true. It's more than that. For the people who have caught it? Confirmed cases? For the death rate, okay. I've seen everything from 1% to 3% to 6%, depending on who's doing the evaluation, how they're crunching the numbers. There's way too many variables. Yes, there's a lot of variables. And then you have antibody testing, people who are counting that in as, you know, part of it. It's, well, how do you differentiate between between all of it? You know, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. We were talking about hospitalizations versus, mm-hmm. like, new cases. Right. There's so many different metrics, right. and then until, there's, like, until it's is all... it on a linear scale? Is it on a logarithmic scale? Right. Like, there's... And that's the thing, is that there is no, like, there is no standard for anybody. As far as they're talking, they can they can kind of fudge the numbers in either exactly. way. Exactly. So you can on... make it look with however, you know. But this guy is saying that China purposely said, we're, we're trying to hide... The fact that the virus even existed. And he's saying that right after that, that they more or less purposely put people on planes that they could have kept it within Wuhan, but that they put people on planes. Play that that last section over again real quick that we already that we already heard just before Wuhan Province. Patient zero was in November. The Chinese, behind the shield of the World Health Organization, for two months hid the virus from the world and then sent hundreds of thousands of Chinese on aircraft to Milan, New York, and around the world. What is to he see even talking that about? They could have kept it in Wuhan. Instead, it became a pandemic. So that's why I say the Chinese. You know, did there is a conspiracy theory that is basically that the virus was there. Sooner than anyone had thought, which of course it would have had to be if it's kind of manipulating or you know mutating from human to, or from animal to human or however it, it ended up crossing. But um, basically, it was that we purposefully during the world games, the world military games, went there, put the virus in, and just kind of purposefully started the spread so we could blame it on China kind of situation. And so it's kind of interesting that he's kind of. Seems like he's spilling the beans about knowledge that nobody knows about. Well, maybe he knows that the virus was there because his military put it there. Hmm. Okay. I buy it. But I don't, I still don't. So they're trying to collapse the world's economies or something? We're trying, we're trying to fuck it all you gotta up hurt, because we gotta own hurt China, China so fucking much that. They own us. We got to figure out some way but to. Like, why would kick they them have the it start in their own country? Well, why would the, they just the idea unleash it somewhere else? The U.S. Well, will sue would... China so we can eliminate our debt. So we sue them for our debt worth 
and now we're scot-free. Uh, maybe. Now that we have the super-duper missile, what what the hell are they going to do? Oh, right. See, we have the big dick. I don't know. Well, this guy's got, uh, this guy's got some other ideas that are... (laughs) Hey, ideas are like assholes, bro. Everybody's got one. Now, George, one other thing that I think is unconscionable about the Chinese behavior. As we speak, they signed a trade deal on January 15th, and they promised not to steal our intellectual property. Big part of that deal. Guess what? The FBI has now issued warnings that the Chinese government is hacking the intellectual property so that they can steal vaccines for the world. And what would they do with it? It wouldn't be a benign experience. They'd use that vaccine to profiteer. What kind of accusation is that? So they're trying to steal the vaccines that are being hidden, hidden from anyone to see so they can share it with the world. So they're trying to steal intellectual property, which is the vaccine? And share Don't it to steal the whole my world. idea you, you of a vaccine. Put that information freely and publicly out in the web. How heinous is that? Okay, this hold is on one a second. of Trump's what are people... top advisors. Okay. Are they just milling around like with zombies? I I don't know. This is what ridiculous, they're... man. This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> Keep it going. It gets better. And hold the world hostage. So yes, I do blame the Chinese. And it'd be really interesting, George, uh, as as to how this election unfolds, because you've got Joe Biden, who's been a long friend of China, versus President well, Trump, who's let- the only president who's ever stood up to China. Let's pick up on that, because on Thursday, Vice President Biden spoke out on this and took on President Trump directly. Let's listen. The truth is, Trump was praising the Chinese government, downplaying the threat to the American people. As I said, as I was warning, I was warning the need to get the people into China to see what was actually going on. And the Chinese government's word, uh, we, you know, we, we squandered critical time. And so I, I just don't. And now he's trying to play this China card. The, the vice president had an op-ed. Was he trying to like? I don't know what the, what the fuck was did he say. The month of it sounded like he was get- talking about. <laughs> like, can we hear that one more time? <laughs> hey, let's let's play this. Hey, Jack. I don't even. And hey, listen, man. I don't even know corn pop. I like. Why would he pull a clip up trying to be super impressive of Biden? And it's this clip of him saying literally nothing. All right, because they they hope. Man, they hope. Poor liberal media right, is very hopeful. President Trump was praising President Xi of China. He was saying he trusts President Xi of China. He was saying President Xi of China was being transparent. That's why Vice President Biden says that the president yeah. was downplaying the threat from China. Yeah, well, Joe Biden's got 40 years of sucking up to the Chinese, including eight years as vice president. We all know about the, the billion dollars that his son took from the Chinese. Uh, that's not a, that's just Air not Force factual, State. sir. That is not a fact. He did not take a billion dollars from the Chinese. Went into that hedge fund. But be that as it may, I do think this election is going to be a referendum in many ways on China. And here's what we know, George. The Pew Research... He said that's not factual. Be that as it may. President Trump was praising President Xi of China. He was saying he trusts President Xi took from the Chinese. Uh, that's not a, that's just Air not Force factual, State. sir. That is not a fact. He did not take a billion dollars from the Chinese. Went into that hedge fund. But be that as it may, I do think this <laughs> Went election into that hedge is going fund, to be a referendum in many may. ways on China. And here's what we know, George. He had the to Pew throw that in. Research Group did a poll which showed that over 90% of the American public think that China is a threat in some way, and over 70% have an unfavorable opinion. In my judgment, the behavior of the Chinese Communist Party over the last three months, particularly in terms of unleashing this pandemic, I think they're shooting for 100% negative views. So we'll have Joe Biden, long friend of China, 
President Donald J. Trump, the only president in modern history to stand up to China, going into November. And it's what this is going to be about. It's not going to be about the pandemic. It's going to be about jobs because you know, what but we have you to keep do talking about build the economy. So they're they're trying to paint Joe Biden as like China friendly, and but not Donald J. Trump, right? Because he's going to be he's not. he's been super harsh, even though Stephanopoulos is right. Like he was he was singing the praises of of Xi Jinping all through February. Yeah, I remember those tweets. Yeah. Meanwhile, trying to downplay it and saying that it was going to disappear in April right. and, and all that sort of stuff. Right. But yeah, that's that's what they're one, going to try and do. One case. What? Why tell everybody <laughs> shark in the water when, you know what I mean? Right. So when yeah, there's a feeding frenzy going on. They're going to paint Biden as uh, as China friendly and uh, I don't know, try and make him responsible for the pandemic or something. I guess if China's responsible and he's friendly to China, then I guess he's responsible. I don't know. But the madness continues. Yeah, what a way to push some blame, huh? About China, though, but all during the month of February, as I said, Next the president was continuing to praise blame. China, was continuing to praise President Xi of China. He was trying to work out that trade deal with China, wanted to preserve that, wanted to preserve the gains in the stock market. It was President Trump who was praising China all through the month of February. And, you know, there's a lot of evidence that those lost weeks made a difference. So, first of all, uh, I think it's great that we have a president who can get along with all world leaders. So that's number one. But number two, there's no lost we weeks. China, but I'm glad this we can get starting along starting gun for the China pandemic started on January 30th when President Trump had the courage to pull down the flights from China. That was an enormously courageous decision. He took a lot of heat from that. And from that day, and I was personally involved in a lot of this, we were moving on three vectors of attack in February, vaccine development, development of therapeutics like remdesivir, and the building up a capacity for things like N95 masks. And the work we did throughout February has borne beautiful fruit here in this spring because what we saw on Friday in the Rose Garden was the announcement of a 14 company race to a vaccine with the goal of, of December. What we've seen is therapeutics like remdesivir already going into hospitals right now to save American lives. And we had companies like Honeywell tracks. building two factories in five weeks, George, you instead of nine months, five weeks. Two, That's right? Trump time to produce That's 20 Trump million time. 95 masks a month. So don't tell me that we lost February because I was there. I'm right here. And this president was, was directing us to move as quickly as possible, even as publicly we we were trying to figure yes, out in the fog so of war just how serious this pandemic is. You know, you mentioned what was going around. on in the month of February, and, and it, it is true, according to all accounts, you were working quite hard during the month of February, including the accounts of that whistleblower, Richard Bright, talks about several meetings with you during the month of February on all the issues you just mentioned. He said you and he were allies in this, trying to break through roadblocks that were coming from HHS and, and other parts of the government, yet now you call him an, a deserter in the war against the virus. Why? Let's be clear about this. Uh, I am, uh, I report directly to the president. I'm one of the top five policy advisors to the president. So everything I was doing with the help of, of Rick Bright and others during February was, was the White House, was the Trump White House. It was all transparent with the task force. Here's what happened with Rick Bright. And it's, it's, a, it's an American tragedy, George. This guy is quite talented, Jesus but he Christ. was at... An American tragedy, George. American tragedy, George. George. He's going to throw this dude under the bus. By the way, just to remind people, Rick Bright 
was another person who's just been ousted by the government. He was one of the top officials in the pandemic team, and he was one of the ones that was like, hey, There's we're a not doing problem. enough. There's, There's a serious problem with how things are going. And they're like, you know what? You're not You're along with our happy, happy, joy, office. joy, fun time. We're doing everything right crew. And uh, he decided to come out and speak Step out about office, it. And now fired. he went from one of the best and brightest to he's just just scum under their shoe. So listen to uh, Navarro throw this dude under the bus. He asked to be the field commander over at NIH to storm the testing hill with a billion dollars behind him. Instead of accepting that mission, he deserted. He went into a foxhole, wrote up the complaint, and now he's part of a Capitol so Hill circus where he's just become another pawn in the game. Here. And the tragedy, George, is this man has talent. He's a smart man. We could have used him on the battlefield. He's could not there now. The and it was because of decisions good, uh, that he made. And it, it is soldier. a shame, George. It is a it shame. Was They're painting he, him as his a deserter. expertise, his vaccines, he wants to work in vaccine development. They're putting him in diagnostic testing. Why shouldn't a vaccine expert be working? Working on vaccines. <laughs> See, here's the thing, George. I, I was, I've been with the president since the campaign, right? I came here to do trade policy, right? What am I now, a conscript in the war on the China virus? I'm, the, I'm like a quartermaster and a up. shipping clerk half the time. Do I complain? No. That's my mission for this president, for this country. We do what we have to do when we have to do He's it wearing, for like, this country. Hats. And Rick Bright, he made a choice. He could have been making a tremendous contribution Who over at NIH him? to testing. No and you uh, and you others have no been way. complaining about testing. He could have been the field general, and now he's off the battlefield. Could have and been it was by his own choice, sir. Let's talk about the economic response. We saw some tough numbers at the end of the week on jobs, on manufacturing, on retail sales. The House passed that $3 trillion, the next stimulus package on Friday. Is that a basis for negotiation? Is the president prepared to sign another relief package? So Nancy Pelosi uh, basically lost me with that package when she has $1,200 checks for illegal immigrants. And, and it just goes downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> what we have to do, George, um, is, is basically go with the fiscal and monetary stimulus that we've been going through. We've got a lot coursing through the system now. We may need more, and I'm going to let others above my pay grade negotiate that. What, what I'm that focused Chairman on, Powell says we do need more. Well, what I'm focused on, George, and this is the real key to success, is going to be the structural adjustments we're going to have to make. For every service sector job we might lose as we adjust to this this China virus, we're going to have to replace that with manufacturing jobs, which do have a high multiplier in terms of creating service sector jobs again. So what I'm focused on with President Trump is a Buy American, Deregulate, Innovate agenda, which will start with bringing our pharma supply chains home, bringing our medical supplies and equipment supply chains home. So we build it here. That'll be both good economics, but also good national security. And from there, we're going to fan out and Basically, this president, going back to him as a candidate, promised to bring our jobs home. That's going to be key to the future with innovation. Innovation really is going to be the key. General Motors <laughs> for ventilators. Does he just have, like, cue cards he's going through? He's like, I, and, yeah. innovation. innovation. And don't oh, forget that's right. Innovation. That's right. Innovation. It reminds me of that NXS song. Innovation, right. segregation, no deviation. Donald Not J. Trump, Trump, he's the one. He's he's amazing. <laughs> he's putting it all together. Hey, does that guy have lip gloss? Because he's going to need it because he's been...
ventilators went up in 17 days in Kokomo, Indiana, through innovation. They not only assembled that factory in 17 days, they took 700 components of the supply chain to make That's up a, a lot of components. Use their manufacturing might to replicate that to take and tool and die makers okay. throughout that supply chain. That was a miracle, George. To manufacture That's, what? And we can replicate uh, ventilators. So 17 days to transform a factory that we already had into making uh, ventilators. ventilators. Yep. Meanwhile, China, a month, two months earlier, took 10 days to build an entire frickin' hospital. But they didn't have to put all the ventilators in it. That's true. Oh, true. I guess they, uh, maybe they had enough. <laughs> <laughs> and we get we throw up the FEMA camps pretty quick. That's yeah. They're yeah, ready yeah. to go. Those FEMA hospitals are ready. They're in a storage facility. But it's it's amazing to me that he's gonna tout our our ability to transform factories after the fact into creating these things that were were much needed, things that we had sold off to other countries, we had depleted our stockpile, right. things that we had in our stockpile right. that didn't even work. So we're able to transform these factories and and build these things, and uh, I want to see a little bit of foresight here, and and going as far as saying that I think that we need to be looking at uh, like not only uh, something to help the already sick, but something to pre. You know what I mean? Like we we need a little we need a little bit of. Uh, like a inoculation almost, but not... we need to bump up the whole the entire healthcare thing. Well, with you know what's everybody. interesting about that, you were talking about how uh, you know China put up that hospital in mm-hmm. however many days, but remember that one that we put up in Washington mm-hmm. outside of Seattle? Well, they quietly dismantled it not too long ago, but without seeing a single patient. Not a single one. They didn't need it. Wow. Well. I guess that would be... Why isn't that on uh, Trump's lapel? Well, he's, he doesn't want to make the governors look bad. He's making them all look good, <laughs> frankly. He was all about trying to make Jay Inslee look bad, you know, not that many months ago. Oh, well, yeah, because he was running against him. Right. So when you got to play politics... It doesn't, it doesn't uh-huh. serve him. Then then that's what's going on. It doesn't I serve you. him at the moment. Well, it 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 does when it comes to... Who who's gonna get certain relief? Who's gonna get money? Who's gonna get this? Who's gonna get that? We got Mitch McConnell saying that like states should declare bankruptcy instead of trying to get any sort of federal assistance yeah, or anything. Because it'll, yeah, come at less of a cost. Where I don't know how he has a leg to stand on being from Kentucky, who's like forty seventh, right, <laughs> or something in line of. What they contribute to the federal economy or whatever. Like, California has always been a surplus until until now. Right. And that's, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not a huge Gavin Newsom fan. In fact, I'm not much of a Gavin Newsom fan at all. At all. At all. Um, Some, a lot of people are. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, I... I He's got, like, a fan club. He absolutely, yeah, well, but I, you know, I lump his fan club in with Cuomo's lumps. fan club and with Fauci's yeah. fan club, all yep. that sort of stuff. It's just absolutely they're like the uh, the the liberal leader thirst trap, right? 
<laughs> it's like having a good lighting guy and makeup artist. Right. Right. You just paint them. You paint Everybody's them. Everybody's wondering way. if Cuomo has nipple rings. Yeah. You paint uh-huh. them. Well, you just paint you them know. the way that you want them, and then let people view them for a while, and then pretty soon they start recognizing the wrinkles and the right the faults. And but the, for everything that like that Newsom's been been doing. And everybody's like, oh, he's like, I can't remember in my entire lifetime, a single governor of California that anybody liked. Schwarzenegger. That was not true. Uh, (laughs) That was absolutely not true. What the governor, man. He came in and was like, Glad Davis (laughs) has been terrible. We need to get rid of Glad Davis. He is, uh, he's, he's, I will drop him from my job. And then we get Schwarzenegger in there, and everybody's like, "Wow!" Oh, Everybody get the chapel. Yeah. Well, then he he had scandals and stuff. Of know. course, don't stay away from your housekeeper, man. <laughs> yeah, what is that about? If you're gonna have a housekeeper, just come on, man. Like, Dude, you're already married Cheerios. the lady who's the eat heir Cheerios. to the don't Heinz have ketchup. Cheerios. You're getting that Heinz fifty-seven money. That doesn't mean like you have to Heinz fifty-seven your the house your lady bloodline with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was against that thing anyway. Anyway. Oh, we have another 10 minutes on this clip? There, uh... Is there? No, there's not. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the very end of it. Yeah, but there's another, like, minute left, it says. My experience here, and I don't know if it was the same when you were here, there's a, there's a bureaucracy out there, and there's a lot of people in that bureaucracy uh, who think that they got elected president, not Donald J. Trump. And we've had tremendous problem with, you know, some people call it the deep state. I, I think that's apt. Uh, so I don't mourn the loss of, of people when, when they leave this bureaucracy. There's always going to be somebody better to replace them, somebody more loyal, not to the president necessarily, but to the Trump agenda. That's what's important. The Trump agenda... It, this president has transformed the Republican Party into the party of the working class. And I'm here because the president loves creating good jobs for Americans who work with their hands. And anybody in this bureaucracy who hates buy American or bringing our domestic supply chains home, they don't really belong here. And, and I, I, I support whatever this president does in terms of his hiring and firing decisions. Peter Navarro. <laughs> wow. That was, Navarro. That was pretty good there at the end. It doesn't matter if you're loyal to the president, but to the Trump agenda. That's right. what's important. That's right. what's important. As long as you're loyal to the president's agenda, not the president himself. Brainwasher, yeah. brainwasher. Whatever that means. So in the in the very end there, they were uh, he he mentioned that the president can fire whoever, whoever he, wants, he wants. Whenever he wants. And that was in reference to something that was going on. So okay. There's there's been multiple times in the last few weeks that we've talked about inspectors general that have been fired by the service. Trump administration. Right. And there was for another one. This attitude. is always yeah. on a Friday and for some reason. There was the, the, the new watchdog advisor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So it was of of all the inspectors general to get fired, this is the one that oversees the State Department. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, a, what, does a pretty, he not, he pretty serious nobody, thing. Does he have okay. no backup there? Dude. Like, nobody says, sir, you can't do that. So, okay. I'd, as I've mentioned before, I watched the late night shows. They, on Monday, they kind of covered this. But, this like, in a, in a whimsical thing because 
the guy that got fired, his name's Linick. Uh, one, he was investigating multiple things, but one of the things that came up in the investigation was like, um, yeah, this uh, this guy was supposedly had to walk Pompeo's dogs, oh. and was basically like a like a gopher a, a, or whatever, a like a upper? Yeah, like a, a personal, but below the like the lowest level of personal assistant kind of thing. Right. So that's what ended up making the late night shows, but that's not really what was at the heart of this. And I wish that it actually made the news. Mm. But the guy that was fired was actually investigating an arms deal between Mike Pompeo, the Secretary mm. of State. No and shit. Saudi Arabia, no and uh, the Arab Emirates, and, and yeah. So you know, I I really hope that when Trump does these firings, he sits down with all of his oversight directors on a big table, and you know, there's cameras all over the place, and he's like, you know, you know last happen. week. So uh, you would think so. You know, but that there's. Uh, I think we have a clip of he different. was he was asked in a press conference. About the guy that he fired, Uh right? So the guy that he fired... So, okay. There was... In what we just listened to with Navarro, and they they reference, you know, one of the the top epidemiologists, one of the guys on the COVID response team who became a whistleblower. Yeah, they fired or whatever. Yeah, and, and... Basically, how he's he wasn't getting with the Trump agenda and all this stuff. If you don't go along, you can't come along. So this is somebody who's who's a part of all of this, but was basically anyway. Let let's let Donald Trump justify why he fired this person. So I don't know him. Uh, never heard of him, but they asked me to uh, terminate him. I have the absolute right as president to terminate. Uh, I said, who appointed him? And they said, President Obama. I said, look, I'll terminate him. Uh, I don't know what's going on other than that, but you'd have to ask Mike Pompeo. Yeah. But they did ask me to do it, and I did it. I have the right to terminate uh, the inspector generals. Now, I don't know anything about the investigation, but you just tell me about walking a dog and what'd you say, doing dishes? Saudi arms deals, sir. Sales to Saudi Arabia over certain arms out of yeah. concern over their use in the Yemeni crisis. So the question is whether Secretary Pompeo tried to subvert the, uh, the deal with actions that he may have taken on. I don't deal. think so. I mean, I think that when somebody pays us a fortune for, you know, arms, we should get the deal done. I will tell you that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course so, he doesn't know. So what he confirms about. that the deal happened. He's like, "Well, I mean, if there's exactly. a deal and we're getting a bunch of money for some guns, right. then we're gonna do it." So this was a, an arms deal that we did <laughs> under the table with Saudi Arabia. Not so much under the table. Who, like, well, right now, well, it's very I mean, much on the table now. Everybody I mean, fucking what? knows about it now. I don't uh, think anybody cares. Nah, well, well, just walking a dog. Do whatever. It's an arms deal. But, just walking the dog. Yeah. But it's an arms deal that we did when there was supposed to be a ceasefire going on. Oh, of course we broke every single... They had just murdered that journalist. Right. Yeah, no shit. And it it was basically so Saudi Arabia could could attack Yemen. Yeah. 
hey, you know, we we aren't going to be the ones pulling the triggers, but we'll give you the guns and the bullets, and then the but you got to give us the money. Yeah, and then right. the band aids too. And you have the president of the United States basically being like, well, if there was a deal, if well, they were going to give us money gonna... for weapons, then did you see dollar signs? Of course, we're going to do it. Then, yeah. yeah, why the hell not? And, you know, Mike told me, I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know who he is. That's the same thing he said about the whistleblower. Ah. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. If anybody knows anything, ask this guy. But apparently he does dishes or something. So what are you saying about doing dishes? Mike Pompeo is being investigated. Oh, did I just give the code name for this fucking thing about uh, doing the dishes? Pompeo's being investigated for the arms deal. Yeah, for doing the dishes. Pompeo... Goes to Trump and says, hey, you need to fire this guy. He's investigating me. Trump says, all right, okay, he's, fired. he's fired. Well, no, oh, no, no. no. Who, who, even, who hired him? Who appointed him? Uh, oh, Obama? Sure, I'll fire him. Yeah. That is insane. Hmm. The fact that that, like, that's, that's on the surface. Mouth. So is Pompeo like Bush's Dick Cheney? Basically. Hmm. But but Cheney was a Secretary of Defense. Yes. Pompeo's a Secretary of State. Right. Pompeo is Trump's Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> Let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> Is it depends on which Bush you're looking at. Uh, so many ways we can go with that. I'm definitely yeah. not looking at Hillary's. But Hillary was the Secretary of State for Barack Obama. Yeah. Mike Pompeo is a secretary of state for secretary of state for Donald Trump. So Pompeo is Trump's Hillary. But Hillary wasn't really running the Hillary the wasn't running guns you know? the way that this dude is. Apparently, uh, it was just uranium. No, she was actually well. There was the uranium one thing for sure. Yeah, supposedly, that that woman supposedly allegedly ch- like child souls. She is being a grandma in upstate New York. She smells like sulfur. That's what, you, that's what she'd like you to believe. She is eating souls and sucking I mean, babies dry. I guess if she got more Botox, she would be like less threatening to everybody. Well, how do you, you know, look so young without drinking she the blood of children? Young. She does not Her look young. Her name's Botox. She does not look young. I think you could ask Bill Clinton about her looks, and he would... Have you looked at Bill Clinton? Yeah, well, I'm not Paula Jones or Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> and he looks powerful from that that end of the spectrum. I will say, every single... No matter what... If it's, if it's a black history thing, if it's a documentary on, like, a, like a famous producer Jazz. or... Exactly, jazz saxophone player, anything like there is always Bill Clinton. Mm. Bill Clinton is always there. He's gonna tell you about Quincy Jones. He's gonna tell you about Clive Davis. He's gonna tell you about everybody that he's ever come in contact with. And it's only a hundred thousand dollars. No, he's not trying to sell anything, man. He just wants to talk about. He wants to talk about his love, jazz, and saxophone. How I'll never Howard. find his balls because she took them long, Something, long ago. I, I don't know. And sold them to the devil. She did. <laughs> In a craps game. Um. Okay. Who gets to be president? I'm surprised we actually got through that whole... Uh... <laughs> See, I told you it'd be All worth 70 it. minutes of it. That the guy... ending was good. 
and that the beginning guy was, was bonkers enough. <laughs> there was it was a roller coaster ride. Listening to that, that was painful at times. Innovation. At times. Speaking of, I guess AT and T is leaving Venezuela. Ooh, wow. pulling their subscription TV guess because of U.S. sanctions. Well, we did sanction them. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try and bankrupt that country as much as we possibly mm-hmm. can. quickly as possible. Get Venezuela is the new Cuba to the yeah, United States. Turns and out. At the same time, I guess Macron's Saudi losing Venezuela. his majority, and defectors are leaving his party and forming their own new party. Macron's been way too soft on a lot of stuff. They were, you know, having the water cannons out in the middle of Paris, blasting people with their police beating old ladies over the head. In one case, one of them died. Don't do that. Don't well, beat old ladies you know. over the head. What are they thinking? Yeah. They literally shot manure into his parliamentary building. <laughs> he hates manure. Oh man! What are we talking? What is? What do you guys Macron. consider a parliamentary building? Well, during Macron. during the uh, yellow vest protests, farmers took a manure uh, truck and uh, and they pumped it up into the government building through a hose. Right. It was rather glorious to watch, actually. Macron. It and was glorious to watch, yes. Meld. Do you know what meld means? Meld. Meld. Two years of French and I couldn't tell you. Meld means shit. Ah. Shit. Melt. Yeah, they didn't teach me that in high school. Well. <laughs> Not that I remember anything that they taught me in high school. So the only I only have two more things on my list. Venus goes. Uh, I've got two more things as well. Um, I have one that is socially poignant, and I have one that's more uh, socially deterrent, counterculturally poignant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I think we're sharing one of those. Well, all right. Yeah, it's the Sharon's caring. The Roe v. Wade woman behind U.S. abortion ruling was paid. So yeah, this is this is a story, and this so, is this is the thing that you know. Anytime it's like, oh Roe v. Wade, and uh, then Republicans it's always are, in danger. Well, you know that she said that she didn't, you know, right. even believe it or whatever. Well, yeah. whatever. Well, she even say. came out afterwards that she was yeah. anti-abortion, and yeah, she did, and then she didn't, and then she did. Well, she, she did. did. She absolutely did. Uh, so Jane Roe, who was the plaintiff in the Roe v. Wade case in the 70s, early 70s. And then Henry Wade was the district attorney in Texas, who was basically saying that this lady's not allowed to have an abortion. And uh, it traveled all the way up the courts, and it was upheld that she was perfectly within her rights to be able to have an abortion. I believe it's the... Is it the 14th Amendment? Ooh, that I'm not sure. I think it's a clause in the 14th Amendment. Um, so, later in life, uh, the woman in court who was known as Jane Roe, the plaintiff, she later came out as anti-abortion. Yeah. And apparently now... For years she campaigned against it, you know, went to rallies and was you know, a political right. activist against the very thing that she helped make an amendment for, or a clause in amendment for. Right. It wasn't just a passive thing, like, oh, right. well, I'm I'm against it now. It was 
No, she was being propped up as as a symbol of uh, why this should be overturned and sort of anti-women's rights and all this. And she became, you know, fodder for a lot of hatred and all oh, yeah. that. Supposedly was paid by evangelical groups. Yeah. So on her deathbed, apparently, and she's come out now and there's a special, I think it's on TBS or FX or something. It's going to come out soon. One of those Disney companies. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, on her deathbed so to speak, is is coming out and saying that she was paid by right-wing groups to say that she was anti-abortion and, uh, and lend her voice towards that end of the movement. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's... It's definitely a, a shocking yeah, revelation. Absolutely. Everybody's been saying this for years, though. Right. They're like, no, she got paid off. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was been, true. It hasn't been an omission until now. But, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. I've, I've, I grew up <laughs> on the other side of the argument because I grew up, like, as a nice, uh, devout Catholic boy. Ah. And abortions were wrong. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Luckily, I had friends that were patient enough to explain things to me without uh, losing their minds on my <laughs> ignorance. I think that's that's what we all need. We all need to be able to talk to each other. Yeah, I don't mean to... As long as you stay six feet apart. You know, date myself or make myself <laughs> sound young, I guess, to who, or old, depending on who's listening. But I remember, you know, back in, like, third grade, it was the uh, the Al Gore-Bush uh, election. Oh, fuck. Man. Oh, you young. Yeah, and so... Third grade? Yeah, this is back in third yeah, grade. Nate's, oh, Nate's young. Nate. So Nate's I don't know young. anything about it, politics. I'm just, you know, in my computer oh. class, I'm sitting there doing well. whatever, and then... The girl next to me looks over and she's like, "Do you like Al Gore?" <laughs> and I'm that like, was your first experience. Yeah, and I'm that like, was your first uh, experience. "I don't know who that is." And that she looks at me and she goes, "Well, like my daddy says that anyone who likes Al Gore likes killing babies." Oh, oh, wow! No wonder. <laughs> I was like, like, so if that was your first yeah. experience with politics and women, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> Like, oh, ah. okay, I guess I don't like this person then. Explains a lot. Mm. <laughs> All right, now. I don't like Al Gore. Will you sleep with me? <laughs> oh, whoa. That escalated quickly. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> it was like In that case night. you don't know, men will try like... and agree with you just to sleep with you. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, so apparently that's all that's all come out out in the open that it's uh that she yes was actually indeed paid by the right wing to, to say what uh, she said to say that she was anti-abortion just shows you where that tax-free religious money goes to <laughs> for the mega <laughs> evangelist churches all sorts of different places apparently a bunch of kool-aid but yeah and and when she talks about who 
contacted her one of them uh one of the organizations was it's one of the ones that they do like the the mobile one of clinic the ones. Mm. uh if you're pregnant you can just like come on board you and they'll give you shuttle, like a free like ultrasound a sh- and then they start like giving you like clinic. all sorts of bible stuff and they they hit your baby with a bible more or less, yeah. Yeah, I'm just it's like those baptisms. Let's, where let's, they let's drop the whole the baby in, let's the, all, in the water. Let's all oh! pray that. Let's all pray that they don't hit your baby with a Bible. And this this Bible thumping was well, brought to you by. There's a lot of padding. That's not going to do much. Well, the, the last thing on my list is the sun is experiencing a less active phase. A, a lunar a less active a lunar phase. lagging. They call it a solar minimum. Hmm. So the sun's giving up, is what you're saying. He's lagging. It's very possible the sun might just stop. But what's interesting, we wouldn't know. Like, we wouldn't know for a while. The sun could just explode. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. It would be eight minutes. It's a little longer than six minutes, Dougie Fresher on. <laughs> Absolutely incorrect. It would be if the sun exploded, think, it would be years before we even knew. Well, I don't know about No, I don't. Years. No, that's how I, light I think you guys work. are wrong. I it's not that far away. That'd be like no. a star. I think, star guys, I think you guys are absolutely away. wrong. I think it's eight and a half minutes or some bullshit. That sounds like. right. Eight and a half minutes? That sounds right. Yeah. With the sun? Yeah. For the Is sun. It? Yeah. No, it's, it's only like, it's not even a light year away. Like I said, it'd be like two minutes longer than six minutes. Six minutes, Dougie Fresh, you're wrong. Up, up, out. Is Neil deGrasse Tyson going to come on here and be like, you're wrong, puke? You're I hope Neil deGrasse Tyson is welcome on our show, and so is uh, Michu Kaku. What? Michu Kaku. Is that a Pokemon? No. He will poke you, man. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it happens every 11 years. The sun explodes? <laughs> no, man. The sun, the sun gets all lagadocious. And then we enter into another dimension. Lagadocious? The yeah, Matrix the resets. He starts out super califragilistic. Expialidocious, and, and then, then he gets, gets lagadocious. See gotcha. what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Well, speaking of... Speaking of, of uh, saying... Speaking of astrological bodies, or, or something... I know one. She's got a beautiful... <laughs> I love you, baby. Uh, or things that we never would think would burn out. So there's a there's a staple of California rock and roll or at least alternative rock tradition. Oh, this is right. That is just crumbling. No longer what it once was. And I'm sure some of you have already figured it out. Talking about KROQ. One oh six point seven. The Rock, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about this myself. How can you I, not? How can you not? We grew up on it. I exactly, and I, I felt like, like K Rock was falling apart years ago already. It was where apart. it was. It was supposed to be the alternative station, but when you start playing. The same shit that they're playing on every other station. What are you, the alternative? Priest Palm Station. Like how? How is that the alternative? I hope somebody got. I hope somebody had fun, did a bunch of blow, drove some fast cars, something. (laughs) And Tracy Chapman did some fast cars. Uh, Because okay, so K Rock made a shit ton of money, 
We, we wouldn't necessarily be doing this right now if it if wasn't, it wasn't for, for Kevin yeah. and Bean. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like a a staple in talk radio. I mean, I don't I don't know if Nathan is old enough or Californian enough to remember the height of Mark and Brian. Uh nope. Mark and Brian were the main. On KLOS. That was that was epic. So the, but yeah, the Kevin and Bean started. That was like that was the eighties. Eighties. It was yeah. It was late eighties, I think. So it would have been thirty something years or something this year. They were on the radio, yeah. But thirty three with the the cutbacks that the station has been doing, and it was it was a couple of years ago that they got rid of Disc Ralph Garman. What do you mean they you, they just put they have pre-algorithm things they they got somebody like Nate who comes in like once a month and just programs <laughs> some shit well yeah they they get people to come in that think that they know what's going on with demographics and and all that other stuff so that like they they came in they got rid of Ralph Garman they started doing little little cuts here and there by the end of last year Kevin and Bean next thing you was know it's no a half a, a pair of hairy testicles on a mantle in a Pickled jar. What? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. There's nothing left to the thing. There's nothing human about it. It's just all pre-programmed baloney. Right. So they they had a new program director or whoever. It was like a new station head that came in. Uh, His name was of, Al. By the name of Mike Kaplan. Oh. Oh, that uh, neck. Mike... Mike is he's gone around and he's he's done his wonders at <laughs> other stations. Alt ninety eight seven uh dubbed him Mike the Show Killer. Uh yep. He uh so he ended up becoming in charge uh what is what's his name? Weatherly, mm. who was the guy at K Rock for like forever. Right. He was out and uh, and Kaplan came in. Actually, I think Kaplan and I are Facebook friends. I don't think he'll ever hear this, but still. Uh, yeah, Kaplan came in and was like, you know what? We need to push the newest Post Malone single, and we mm. need to do this, and we need to do that. And before you know it, like, on the rotation numbers, uh, staple, Santeria becomes right, like right. number 96 or something in the rotation. Like, when I was first reading this article, every single that they said that they were pushing, I'm like, who, who, what? Who is this? Hmm. Like, Post Malone, yes, obviously, I know sure. who that is. But like, all the rest of them, I'm like, I don't. I have no idea. Who Gotta this get that new music is. out there. So they they push out Kevin and Bean. They they had Kevin had a show. They tried to bring other people in, and they they, they could have. They never found the right vibe. They could have stretched it out. They could have had the thirty five or thirty year or whatever like you know anniversary show this year, and like really like wrapped it up and made yeah. it a. Oh, yeah. Made yeah, it a they thing. Cut, they cut it short. But instead, they just they came in and they stuck their big old corporate schwanz where they felt that it needed cut. to go, and nobody like nobody wanted to come back. They alienated. Who wants to get assaulted so twice with a big old schwanz stoker like that? You know, speaking of the whole K Rock crowd, and they're like, uh, right. uh, no thanks. Yeah. 
That's halt. Even some when Mike Kaplan comes in, he made everybody refer to it as KROQ. You are no longer allowed to say K Rock because rock is dead. Mm. You cannot use the term rock. So rock is dead, supposedly. KROQ. So Kaplan killed rock. Yeah. The show killer killed the alternative rock radio so station. So, in case you guys hear that out in there, in case you guys love rock, uh, you ever meet a guy named uh, Mike Kaplan? Mike Kaplan. Go kick him in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> tell him he's responsible for rock dying, but actually, don't tell him that because he'll get a bigger head. And the right. guy's already a douche. So, you know, on that. Uh, this guy, so, yeah. this guy poisoned rock. I wish I could say, you know, save K Rock, but it's it's already dead. It's a croc, Sorry, folks. Croc. I don't know what your new alternative rock station is going to be, and again, I don't, I don't even know what alternative means anymore. Because right. how is it an alternative to something when you play the same shit on every <laughs> All station? All the time, yeah. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's my uh, that's my sunshine at the end of the I was just gonna there. say, man, that was super rainbowy, man. That yeah. was fucking awesome. I I mean, I I wish I could be like, hey, Radio Idlewild is gonna save rock and roll, but um, <laughs> maybe you know, in the you know how someday? you know how there's like angels and airwaves, or <laughs> assholes and airplanes. <laughs> there can be. Oh, I see what you're doing. It was very clever. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the happenings of the day. In history. Today. Might as well... Uh, 20th. 20th of May. <clears throat> 20th of May. Let's see. 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signs into law the Homestead Act. Mm-hmm. Yes. To provide cheap land for the settlement of the American West. That's right. West, West, y'all. Go West, young man. Uh, Spotsylvania campaign in the U.S. Civil War. Uh, I have no, no idea what that's... 1927, Charles Lindbergh takes off from New York to oh. cross the Atlantic for Paris aboard the Spirit of St. Louis. All right. Wow. Uh, also, 1927, we were talking about Saudi Arabia earlier. Saudi Arabia becomes independent of Great Britain. Britain? Britain. Britain. Great Britain. Okay, Joe Biden. Hey, Jack. <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude in Britain. <laughs> Corn pop would bite your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the oh Treaty of uh, Jeddah, Jeddah, I don't Jeddah? know. But uh, happy, <laughs> happy Saudi Arabian Independence Day, 1990. Hubble Space Telescope sends its first photographs from space. Oh, yeah, Hubble, dude, Hubble's responsible for all sorts of beautiful. It was images all a lie. CGI. Flat. Okay, well, what? <laughs> God, you guys are such buzzkills, Do you really think you're moving at 60,000 miles an hour right now, bro? Like, to jump. Jump in the air. Why, why don't you go flying? Oh, my go God. zero to 60. I, please, you guys, please don't be that damn. Have you, like, have these people ever yeah, been inside I, of, like, I, a bus I, or an airplane and, an like, airplane. dropped a ball? You know? Like, you can see the curvature of the earth from Yeah, I don't... I, I can't explain easy. their stupidity. Or even That's the, what uh, I can't wrap my head around. Nobody knows what the SpaceX the curvature mission of their brain. is about, but you can watch the entire launch. You can watch it take off from Cape Canaveral, go through all the... All the uh, space spheres. Force? Space yep. Force. Space Force, man. Space Force. You can watch that take space off. Space Force, man. It sounds, uh, like, it sounds like a cartoon on see. Saturday morning. <laughs> 
1891, in the history of cinema, the first public display of Thomas Edison's prototype kinetoscope hmm. was uh, Can was you guys tell day. me what a kinetoscope is? A kinetoscope, uh, it, it predates the, uh, the, the projector. It's kind of a, it's like a similar... He's just kinetic. <laughs> Sorry, I was snoozing. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. like a like a movie projector. Yeah, basically. So it's the pre preemptive to movies. Right. Okay. Was, Fan- you know, fantastic. One of those. That, one of those Edison inventions. Yeah. That's today in music. Nineteen eighty three. Every breath you take was a single released by the police. It was the Billboard Song of the Year in nineteen eighty three. Love that uh, song. Love that song. Later repurposed by Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> for the death of Notorious B.I.G. Uh, and in sports history, today... Biggie's in, dead? Yeah, I mean, supposedly. Allegedly. 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 Chris Wallace... I thought he was and, with Tupac chilling out. Nah, you know, they're, they're hanging they're out They're in Antarctica. Playing, playing dominoes. That? That's called Bones. Bones. Yeah, they're, dude. Uh, and you know... You know... Oh, my man. That's a that's a battle. That's, that's a battle. What all the dead people play. That's a battle that's gonna go on forever. <laughs> Shit. Today in sport in 1990, the Summer Olympic Games opened in Paris. And okay. uh, let's see, famous birthdays: James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart from mm. uh, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" yep. and many Hitchcock films. Uh, Great actor. He uh, he died in '97, but he was born today in 1908, and it shares 74th birthday. Happy birthday, Cher! She's alive this time, right? I'm she is. Not, She's I'm not mistaken alive. by that one. I'm not going to be like, oh, Cher, she should be no, singing no, up in no, the clouds. No. Today hey. is Cher's birthday. Tomorrow's uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's birthday. Uh, oh, <laughs> well. You know, jury's out on... In, in hell with your back, more in hell with your back broken, a pineapple up your ass. Oh, by the way, you guys, I have one... one. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with an R where it's a redendum to last week's... Um, oh, okay. To last week's uh, scamuffle. Sca- Could we get something scafuffle. Um You remember when you and I were speaking about that movie uh, about, um, <clears throat> about uh, Churchill? Oh yeah, and yeah, you yeah. said it was Churchill that uh, the Gary Oldman is in. You're. I, I wanted to correct you okay. uh, and let you know that the movie that we were speaking of that Gary Oldman's in is The Darkest Hour. That's right. Mm. Churchill you was guys a different la- film. You guys laughed at me, and I felt like a kerfuffle. And I told you I would get back to you on that. So I'm getting back to you on that. Oh, I stand corrected. It is The Darkest Hour, the and darkest it is a hour. phenomenal movie. That movie is starring Gary Old. Our greatest. I mean, everybody. So technically, Day Lewis takes it, but uh, technically, we were both right. Yeah, I do too. And technically, we were both right. Technically, yeah, we're uh, we're both distended, (laughs) or so. Yeah. Well, I'll do some shout outs. Do some shout outs to the sponsors. How about uh, Dougie and and Pearl Car Services? Pearl Car Services. He'll drop some stuff right to your door. Right to your door. Right to your door with a Whatever with a lovely, need. lovely demeanor, with a nice grin and a and a South Jersey accent. And of course, we'll shout out to the Idlewild Songwriters Festival. 
Brad. What up to Brett? Thanks for all your uh, your contributions and everything that you do. Don't know how things are going in Denmark right now. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Everybody. Indeed. Everywhere. Forest Lumber. Shout Nate. out to them. Shout out to Forest Lumber. Yeah. Doing doing big things. Big things. Big counting things. things. Build, right. Building your things. You got to build things. You got to count things. You got to know what you have to to make it happen. And of course, thank you to everybody listening right now. And by the way, uh, don't forget, you got to go to your local Walgreens or when the military drives by, get out there with your arms out and your sleeves up and get ready for that sweet, sweet nectar of a vaccine to get shot right up into your bloodstream. Unless it's a patch. Uh, or you could put it right in your app. <laughs> oh, that's right. Bend over, give them the full moon, a nice big target to shoot no. that slingshot vaccine no, patch said, at. Put it up in your app. You can get it downloaded right in your app. Deep in the uh, By the way, uh, happy birthday. Little lady. If you you're not drunk, about. ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. get ready to get fucked up. Let's do it. Ha ha. Tell them You know it. Let John. Yeah. All of the alcoholics. Where you at? Tested negative, negative. That's why we're drinking this early in the morning. They're very tiny spiders. It doesn't mean I want the pair of them on me. He's a bootlegger, man. That's Trump time. I mean, well, the salamanders are eating the bugs outside. It's super duper. They got the slingshots with the vaccine patch. They're shooting the vaccine patch at them. It's super duper. Kumbaya of incompetence. It's super duper.